And we're back. Welcome back, folks. Yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. <laughs> this is going to be the first of maybe many since we're since we're quarantined. Mm-hmm. So we get to check the bank a bunch. Uh, we're, we're panic room right now. We're in, we're in um, an unprecedented time. Uh, go ahead, Loaf. We were talking about you. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Just about like who's affected. Like some people are affected more than others. <clears throat> we're um, talking about jobs being closed down for most majority, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if. Like, there's no, like, real serious or legal obligation for you to, to go to work to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Or uh, 65 and older, uh, some pre-existing health conditions. Um, I mean, there's a whole list of, like, all that stuff. But, I mean, it, it's probably more precautionary than it is, like, really, like, a health threat. But I guess it just depends. Yeah, well, the, I think um, we were talking about, like, the panic being more dangerous than the actual right uh, disease or the actual virus. But... We're, um, I don't know, man, it's, it seems like the planet's healing itself in a bit, you know, with less traffic and less pollution. Oh, yeah. Things are becoming a lot more clearer, things are becoming more cleaner, and I don't know, it's one of those things like the, the world is purging itself type of thing, you know? And, uh, an an extreme version of it is a day after tomorrow, but this is, this is how it begins, right? That kind of thing. So, what do they call it, Gaia theory, I think? Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely what it is. Yeah, I wasn't sure we were familiar with that. But what's me? I mean, we're we're not at that level of you right. know extinction, whatever. Come on, like what? Like I think 120 people have died here. Uh, where in U.S.? Oh no, it's been more. Eight thousand. Oh wait, wait. Um, I think it's eight thousand in Italy or something like that. Oh yeah, which is, has it the worst. And then I think China just stopped. I think they closed down the last hospital because uh, they haven't had a, a, another case for two months or something like that. Yeah, they've they they're kind of. And then I think like Hong Kong and Singapore are like free, free and clear. I think they're going back to regular because they but they got ahead of it way ahead of it. Uh, oh, okay. way but uh, way before it got out of control, they were right. able to put a thing on it. U.S. really has kind of been late to the game in that sense. But uh, so we're I don't know. They say it's going to get worse before it gets better though. Right. I don't know yeah. how. I'm not sure what the time frame is for when things will kind of calm down, calm down back to normal. Yeah, the the weird thing is everyone's acting like this is a zombie disease oh, or right. some kind of fatal thing, but it's, it's you, an, you know it's a harsh flu, uh, essentially. Well, they would say to be fair, it's they say ten times worse than the flu, right? Is it? Yeah, I think they, that's what the they were using it. But it, like I said, it's an extreme flu. It's not necessarily. It's not a death sentence unless you have health conditions or you're eighty right. plus. Yeah, like a weakened um, immune system for whatever. Right, but um, that's no excuse. Like, by means, let's take the precautions we're taking. Let's let's go and shut down. That's fine. I, I have no problem with it. The spring break, man. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and especially like you know, I work in the industry. And my wife the same. Where work doesn't affect us, so we can keep working. We can pay our bills. And even if you can't, I think the government's doing a pretty good job of. Uh, I think they're suspending any late fees. Any kind of. Oh right. They're right. doing a lot of stuff like that. Where oh, I think mortgages, you don't have to pay. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, uh, I know T-Mobile, and uh, most of the other companies are private owned that but they most of them are kind of going like from what i hear they're suspending their like no don't worry about it for right now when things go back to normal then we can start paying shit back that kind oh, of thing. Okay. so which is good man that's good they're not letting their greed kind of get a hold of their humanity right which is to be fair like i know we talk a lot of shit me specifically about how shitty humanity is and you know how, deep at our core we're probably just looking out for number one type of thing 
But there's been very much true instances where when extreme situations happen or disasters or or horrible events, people do come together to help each other out. Right. More so than people take advantage of the situation. There's always both, but definitely. But but there's more so of the people kind of re- okay, this is fucked up. Let's let's all work together type thing. Type of mentality that prevails. And I kind of see a little bit of that going on right now, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Did you hear about that controversy about all those fucking stupid celebrities kind of like just coming off very pretentious and ignorant when they were doing that. Oh yeah, oh, come on guys, let's be safe. Like they're they're acting like ev- not like everybody doesn't live paycheck to paycheck. You know, like it's right. basically the ignorance of the wit or the wealth, or the, or the rich. You know. I think I saved a meme. I, I found one. And it was uh, oh nice. Uh, no, it was a tweet. Uh huh. Fuck, did I screenshot it? Did I save it? I don't know if I saved it. Who was it? Gagadot? Shit. Or, uh, who, I mean, there was a shitload of celebrities singing that. Right, you know, but it was like a, like some guy, I don't know, I don't think he was a celebrity. He was just saying, um, oh, shit, man. How, um, like, uh, like he was just commenting on, like, oh, all these celebrities are like, oh, quarantine, I'm so bored in my, you know, 30 room mansion, you know, with like all these acres of house. Yeah. You know? But we're there with you guys. Like, yeah. We're in this together. Yeah. You know? It's affecting it's all like, of us. Is oh, it though? Shit. Is it affecting all of us the same? I don't think so. Man. It's like you hide away with them like Malibu somewhere, you know. Just, yeah. But it was it was pretty funny. I was like, damn, it's a good point. How different is life for introverts? Mm, I think it's like. I mean, as far as like introverts and extroverts, uh, like. I think everybody's like a just a different mixture of each. We're we're ambiverts, you know. Uh, yes, correct. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm or saying, like, how different is this really affecting someone who's already quarantined themselves most of the time from society? It's like, oh, this is another Tuesday for me. Guys. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. <laughs> there's been there's been a few things where it's affected me legitimately, like you know, personal level. That's the gym. Well, that's the bar. Oh, I was gonna say bar. That's hockey and MMA. Oh the, right, the sports. sports too. Those are the only thing. So sports, gym, and hockey. I oh, no, excuse me, in, bar, in the bar, drinking, actually drinking. Those are the only really three words really affect me. To be fair, the movies too. Cause we do oh, go, to, right. go out to the movies a lot. But I mean, I think it, you know we stay home and order on demand a lot more than anything, or watch whatever. Oh okay, so, yeah, whatever. Not too much on that one, but like legit three. Uh, that's my MMA, which, which legitimately maybe is a. One of the better things for me because I haven't gambled since this happened. <laughs> I have not, there's, there's nothing to gamble on, so I haven't been gambling at all. Damn. Yeah, so that's one thing. So that's probably a, a plus. Gym thing is affecting me, though, but I, you know, it just forces you to be creative with your workouts and work more outside. And you know, Marines are pretty much used to that. We work wherever. Hey, this isn't that much different than you know, the war. except that you have inside toilets, so that's good. Um, yeah, but it hasn't really affected me too much. I, uh, have you done any panic buying? No, I, I did, I did, shamefully I did. I went out, when 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 we heard that it was going to go on at midnight, the suge- it's, it's oh, suggested, right. it's not a mandatory, it's not martial law, people are going on crazy like it's martial it's not, oh, no. they're just suggesting you don't go out, and they're, and most of the businesses where you would want to go out to are closed anyway, so there's not too many. Exactly. Anyway, but I did do a thing where I got worried where they might shut some stuff down, so I bought legit $120 worth of beer, <laughs> just in case. That's understandable. I probably been... That's my only I was considering panic. that, like, right now. But my only form yeah. of panic buying, I bought, like, eight bottles of wine and, uh, and then, I think, four 18 packs of whatever the nice. fuck, you know? Of Coronas, actually, just because they were cheaper. They're not really cheaper. Everybody say they're cheaper. They're the same price, but yes, I did buy, like, 18 packs of whatever. So the co- that big cooler that I have in uh, in the living room. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one's full. It's all full, stocked up. Yeah, nice. yeah, stocked up. And the way I look at it is like, <clears throat> yes, it's panic buying technically, 
But number one, these things aren't flying on shows. These are the only thing that there's still shows on. Uh, any story you go to, oh, alcohol. Okay, right. I, I was very surprised about that. Honestly, I was very surprised. So I don't feel too bad because no one, it's not in demand, and I'm not taking away from somebody else. And number two, I'm gonna legitimately use all that stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh hell it's yeah, it's gonna get drunk. Yeah, regardless Definitely. if we go into shutdown or not. So I, I figured like oh, that's my justification for for buying uh, uh, over a hundred bucks of uh, <laughs> alcohol in a, in a day. You know. Yeah. yeah. Spend more than that, like on a round of drinks at some point or other. Oh, there's, dude. I remember the times where the bill was just like, what the fuck? I, I, one time where it was so bad where I had to like report it stolen and I didn't, I didn't pay that. Bill. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I actually never thought about doing that. Oh yeah, I, I was in, a different, I was in Texas at the strip club, and I already did it because number one, uh, they jacked me. Like they try to add more drinks on it than there was because they. I, I think cause that's I was just pretty, a racket. Because yeah. I was pretty fucked up, and then. Uh, they did it to me and they did it to my friend Marcus who was on the podcast oh yeah, yeah. Well, they did it to both of us where they double charged us and because we weren't drunk we didn't really notice so we just kind of signed it off and we were like oh hell no like the next day the next summer morning like no that's not you know whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, to be fair they might have we might have drank that much but we didn't know but no I, I'm, we're pretty sure we weren't that fucked up where we didn't remember the night we exactly did. yeah because yeah. well, you know I mean come on we're professional drinkers we, you know we know <laughs> We know the difference between a blackout session and just a hard night of drinking. Oh, absolutely. There's a big difference. There's legitimate times where you lose gaps in memory. That's blackout drinking. We weren't, yeah. I wasn't that. So I knew, like, oh, no, they jacked us. They, they tripped. So we, we can't, like, all right, we ain't can pay all of it. Anyway, you know. And yeah. We, yeah, we said a good car got stolen. That's a hassle in itself. Just got in there waiting for the new car to come. And, yeah, know, and all that stuff. All, doing all that, you know. Small price stuff. to pay. But small price to pay for saving, like, $400. Oh, stuff. fuck. Yeah. That's not even my biggest tab. In Japan, I had one for like seven hundred dollars, man. It was crazy, but I, I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> I think about it like that, you know. I'll never forget that night. It was one of the most amazing nights ever. Yeah, and that, oh. I didn't even have the biggest tab that night. My buddy Flores, remember Flores? Oh yeah, yeah. he had like an eight hundred dollar one. God damn, it was crazy. But it was a great time. I was like, <laughs> good times. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Is that all that uh, snake sake? Um, yeah, they had that habusaki. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, what it mostly was like they had this bell where you ring it and you buy shots for whoever's at the bar. Oh, no, shit. And he kept ringing it, ringing it, and me, I kept ringing it, ringing it. So, one of those, huh? yeah, if you were gonna kind of get drunk off our dime type of thing, we were just taking shots with everybody, with the bartenders, with the people there. We're like, there's a picture of us behind me, where there's a picture of me telling floors what are you doing okay, he's behind the bar as a bartender and he's serving up all the shit and there's what like the there's like 20 shots there and they're letting him because we're fucking you know buying the place out that night and God. and it's a small little spot and it's cool though it's and, and I'm, you can just see me like what are you doing and he's like you know like you're just pouring out the shots and come here, we're having fun and, oh, it's, it's good times good times where was it at this is in japan uh um, what city uh, kin town kin kin mm-hmm. Kinville, hmm. Kintown, something like that. Hmm. Kinville, that's what yeah. Shelby, yeah. Kin, something Kin, Kintown, probably oh, okay. they call it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. I think that was the name of it. Whatever it was, uh, and I don't remember the name of it. But it was one of those American, not American bars, but they open it for American tours oh, or okay. American mar- or so- servicemen, uh, oh, okay. Navy guys, or you know. So you, you know, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Not bad. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Not, bad. not too bad at all. I think they even have one called Rock You. I remember one was called... Because they have a few of these where um, the interior is... It's not like your average Japanese bar. The inside looks like uh, like an American bar here. And, you know, they go in for people, you know, whatever. But it's all Japanese waitresses and bartenders, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, it, You know, whatever. But they're just giving the gimmick, like, oh, we have, 
good. There's like seven bases on Okinawa, so let's oh, so nice. let's you know cater to these guys. You know, so there's one that's literally called Rock USA. You know, that's funny. <laughs> Sounds very Japanese American, right? <laughs> Rock USA. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I always remember you have a uh, Clerks one where uh, um, the Russian cousin. Oh, Olaf. Olaf when he Olaf thinks sexy. When he's like, "What's the name of your band?" He's like, "Fuck you, Yankee he Blue <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's such a like yeah. foreigner way of explaining or saying something, naming something American, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big city truck, you know that kind of thing. I don't know. I think because like that's just like a thing. Because I think they made a joke out of it in King of the Hill. Okay. Um, uh, when they go to Japan or what? No, no, no. Um, no, just like fuck you, Yankee blue jeans. Yeah. Like, something with the Russians and blue jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very they they like kill for them or whatever reason. I guess they're very rare and they love them over there. Yeah, actually, yeah, Japan, too, has a thing for blue jeans as well. Now. Oh, really? But yeah, yeah. There's actually a whole oh. little documentary on it. About blue jeans? About blue jeans in Japan, specifically, and how they love the American style or whatever. Oh. Not the cholo style? That That's a thing, too. That's a that's a real thing. That's, that's funny. interesting. That's funny that's to me how that became uh, relevant there. I think in the Philippines, too, they adapted that style. Oh, okay. It's interesting yeah. to me. I don't know. And then, like, um, but not just the guys, the girls, too. Yeah. They go They look really good, too. They go all Chicana out, yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie, like, like, I saw this, like, little snippet, uh, I forgot if it was on Vice, or, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere on, was it the I one think on it was Vice? Vice? I think it was Vice. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, that's, that's where I saw that, that thing. There's actually a YouTube one, though, that they have a pretty good, uh, full video on, about, um, whatever, like, the guy that gets all, like, once a month, he'll get a bunch of clothes from America, come over and sell them all for, like, up, obviously, upscale prices. Nice. From not even from America, from like LA specifically, like he'll oh, go to okay. the swap meets around Compton, LA, Long Beach, you know that kind of thing, and he'll Damn, nice. and he'll load up and then take it back over there, and I guess it sells like hotcakes. Make it killing, man. And then huh? I think they got the whole lowrider thing going on now over there. Oh yeah, like I guess weird. the whole the whole culture, the whole thing they have adapted oh. it, which is weird to me. That's interesting to me. I don't know. Hmm. I think that form of cultural appropriation. I don't know. Uh, why is it okay? Why do we get so? Why do why do we get so much hate on it when Americans do it? Why does America like white people talk shit about other people culturally appropriating them when we do it over here? But it is okay, and I'm I'm saying it is cool. It's cool that they do it over there. I think because they have an appreciation for it. It's not just like oh, like this looks cool. Like this is a trend, you know. Oh, I'm sure they think that. You know, like yeah, I'm sure they think that. But I mean, they they live that life too. You know, like day in day out, that's mm-hmm. like a thing. You know. It's not. It's not like so much. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's an accessory. Yeah, you know, that's fair. it's just like, like you know, they're they're about it. You know, mm-hmm. they're 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 down. You know, down with the clowns. <laughs> I want to see foreigner juggalos. I wonder if there's any juggalos around the world. Oh, juggalos. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know, I never even thought about looking. Is it, wait, did you send that meme or somebody send that meme where like Tom Cruise is like a huge yeah, ICP fan? It's a fake one though, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's not true? No, it's oh, not. I was like, oh, damn, I was hoping it was. Man. <laughs> Me too, man, but no, it's it's fake. Damn. Man. I started looking up interviews for Tom Cruise if he ever even talked about ICP. No, it's not. I'm pretty sure they just said oh, that just to, to do the thing. They performed in downtown LA at that like Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, last month. Yeah, Beer Mug went to, from K-Rock. Uh, Kevin and Bean show in the morning. Well, it's the Kevin in the morning show now. Well, actually, not now. They got oh, fired. Oh yeah, yeah they, they got like oh. That was crazy. Like what happened? I don't really know. I the guess story. low ratings and this time right now, where no, they're getting no ratings. They just it was kind of fucked up, man. This has kind of been an institution since I was a kid. Yeah, I think I was like 11, 12 when I first started listening, and even before that, I was listening to Love Line, and that kind of got me. Oh into, yeah, yeah, yeah. To Kevin and Bean in the mornings, and then I, I went. I'm be honest, I went out of it uh, like I. 
maybe like two years ago when they got rid of uh, Ralph Garman, mm. who I've, I'm a big fan of. I listened to his other podcast with Kevin Smith and, and whatnot, but they got rid of him in a kind of nasty way where they mm. kind of like ghosted him. It was really weird. Like they didn't tell him straight up what happened that he got fired. He got, Oh, they didn't renew his contract and they didn't let him know till like the day before. Damn. It really, really shady. And they did a very similar thing to Lisa May, who was... Who oh, was yeah, before. yeah. And Lisa May was, like, not a... I mean, I really liked her. She was really cool. People met her a few times at the, like, gatherings. And she became, like, a pen pal. Like, she would respond to my emails. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was really, really sweet, really nice. And so I was like, oh, they can't believe this to her. And I was like, I'm almost out. I'm out, like, this is just not cool. Then they did it to uh, Ralph, and I was like, ugh. I got to be, I'm out. Done and done. I got to go. So I, for a few months, I wouldn't listen anymore. And this is something I would listen every day. Like I said, it's something since I was a kid, but when I went to podcast form, I was like, this is perfect. I really like the show because whenever I go away, like even when I was in in Japan, when I toured for the whole year, it'd be cool because I'd still kind of know what's going on at home, you know, with them from home. Yeah. I really liked that. So it was, it was one of my things like, all right, cool. Let's listen. And. I figure I find. I mean, obviously you have online, but it's cool just to hear it from other people. You know, like like you're listening to the radio show at home, right? So right. it felt that way. And you know, when me and Jackie would text or call or uh, you know whatever, it'd be like, oh yeah, you hear, I heard about that, and you know, we'd talk about. It. So it was a way for me to connect to home in a more personal way than just you know looking shit up online or whatever. It was just it was cool, like a little t- piece of home when I'm away. And then like even when I travel a lot, it would be it would be perfect. So it really hurt. Like I gotta let them go. I can't believe they, they're doing the people that I grew up with like that. Yeah, yeah and it was yeah. very surprising too because this is a Kevin Bean. Like they're you know they're the main guys and they're otherwise it's just the show. I mean it's just like that's not what I mean. I mean more like man, this is the kind of people like it's kind of like when your friends fight. You know like what? Why are they doing this to Ralph and Lisa? Like you know like what the fuck guys? You know that's oh, not that's cool. You guys. Crazy. That's not cool. So it was really, it was really hard because it felt like, what the fuck, you guys ghosting me? Like this is Ralph. Why did you do? Because other people have come and go to the show. I mean, famously Adam Carolla was a part of the show. Jimmy oh Kim- right, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, Psycho Mike. You know, there's lots of people that, uh, even Matt Money Smith who moved on to ESPN. Lots of people who have moved on to bigger, better things. But they were like, it, they were given a goodbye. They were given a, a big farewell. Like, oh, they're moving right. on to bigger, better things. With these two specifically, they were just kind of cut. Oh, so, you know, like and not even told ahead of time. Not even warned. It was just like one day you're working, the next day you're not, and nobody's talking to you, nobody's giving you the information. Because I remember, like it's after cool, this, man. I was, you know, emailed her. And I'm so, oh, I'm sorry, what, what happened? And she was like, I get it, it's fine. And then she she recommended a podcast she did recently with like this other girl that and where she breaks down the whole thing what happened. So oh. I listened to that and I was like, oh shit, they dogged her out really bad. Like they didn't tell her what was going. They told her, oh, don't come in, we're not doing. It. They like made it seem like they weren't coming in to do the show. And then it was really bad, like, the oh, way they did man. it. And I was like, oh, they really fucked up here. And then Ralph, the same thing. And then I hear about the behind-the-scenes story from the Hollywood Babylon show with Kevin Smith. Hmm? Like, Kevin Smith doesn't do their show anymore because of that with Ralph. Oh, for Ralph. Yeah, no, no, he hasn't done it since then because they fucked Ralph over. And I was just like, oh, my God, they did it again. And now to this this other guy who I'm really into, I listen to all this oh, stuff. I can't believe man. this shit, man. And it was just bad, man. It was just like, I can't believe it. But then I got it, like, uh, you know, time passes, so you kind of like, all right, I, I'll listen every now and then. But they were doing a farewell to Bean show, so Bean left the show. Yeah, and then it was uh, a gracious goodbye. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. you know, and everyone's saying bad, but they had people call in from, from back in the day, and Ralph called in. 
and Ralph was like, oh, you know, like, oh, shit, like, uh, if poor man calls him, why can't I call that kind of thing? But they made amends. <laughs> and I was like, well, if Ralph's good with it. No, I'm, I'm allowing myself to come back to the show. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I started listening again, and, oh, man, it's really good stuff because the guy they got to kind of be the new Ralph, it's Allie who replaced Lisa, but she's she's not her fault. She's really cool. But the guy that they got to replace Bean, I guess, technically, it's te- he's technically replacing Ralph. He does more Ralph voices and stuff like that. Oh, okay. It's uh, uh, Jensen Karp. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but no. he would do a lot of he, rap battles. He writes all the rap battles for like. Oh, for real? What's that guy's name? The the chubby white British dude that does late night. Um, oh, uh, James Corden. James Corden. Like he write. You know how they do celebrity rap battles or whatever. Mm. Like Jeff Goldblum did one versus him. Uh, you know what I'm talking oh. about? Like Helen Mirren did one versus him. Do you, what? Are you familiar with these? No. <laughs> they do like quote unquote celebrity rap battles versus James Corden. Well, he would write all those for them. Oh no! Shit. He's really funny, really talented, and uh, he—he's um, also married to Daniel Fishel, Topanga from Pony Oh, that guy? Yeah, that's him. him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so he's on the show, but he's really good, really funny, and I was like, man, this guy's really good too. So I started listening again. So just as I get back into it, like a year into it, now they cancel the show out of nowhere, and I was like, what is happening? Like, they—they're not getting any word. They don't know. Like, it's because they kind of get ghosted themselves. It's kind of, to be fair, it's a little bit of karma because what happened to them is kind of what happened to Lisa and what happened to Ralph. Mm. If I'm being fair, but they—they they really don't have to. But it, like I said, it happened the whole show. Everybody on the show is now without a job, which sucks, man. Because every one of those personalities on that show was really good. Gotta go with the times, I guess. I don't see. I don't know. I mean, what like what they're would be the equivalent? You know exactly. Like they're already in that. You know. So it's just kind of like a like a dying industry, I guess. Well, Celestial Radio, absolutely, it is. But it doesn't mean that the big stations, big stations, don't have it. I mean, like power's still out and about. Yeah, people are still. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why Kerak decided to go with his move unless they're changing their format completely and getting rid of. I mean, I don't know. Out with the old, in with the new. That's no, I mean, I don't know who they're. Gonna, I, I doubt they're going to do morning shows anymore. Or I don't know who where they would get to replace them. But there's nobody. I I doubt there's anybody that would listen to them now. I don't know anybody that would listen to them. At least old school. I don't Definitely know how they not. market it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no way they could. I don't know. To like a new generation, I don't know. I guess like whatever is. It's kind of like replacing I Love Lucy, and then getting rid of Ricky and Lucy, hmm. and then trying to keep on with that same show. Like, bro, what are you doing? I was gonna. Damn. I'm gonna watch that. that sucks. That that's what the real pandemic should be about, you know. Kevin Bean show getting canceled, right? That was crazy, man. <laughs> you like know what shit. I was thinking about? Sorry, you know what I was thinking about today. Since all live sports are getting canceled, like I wonder if this is the push because it does a little bit feel like we're living in a Black Mirror episode. Yes, yeah, somewhat, right? Like we're in that transitional phase to well, this is there's pre-coronavirus and post-coronavirus as far as how the way we live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because things probably are going to change post this. People are going to be a little bit more caught. You know how, like, how, like, in Japan, some kind of pandemic happened back in the day where that's how the bowing started? They stopped bowing. That's how bowing became a custom because they stopped touching each other for for very similar reasons. Hmm. So it became, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how uh, customs change out of certain situations in society? Right. Like, I I feel this is that moment in our history where we're going to start doing things differently, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're already doing the elbow things at work. Everybody's even, you know, they're doing that kind Until, of like, there's, like, an elbow epidemic. You can't, like, I don't know. And then, like, the way um, I, the way people just live their lives. I just feel like there's a pre-corona crisis and post one. The way things are going to be changing from forward on. But I was thinking mm. about that, how we're, I, I think, 
I doubt it. But I wonder if, like, if this is, do we move away from live sports now? Is, is e-games going to become a thing now? You know how it's already kind of has this niche cliche, a subculture where everybody, you know, Stable Center is full of people just playing uh, Fortnite or, you know, a, oh. an actual competition or a tournament of whatever video game thing, right? Oh, like The Wizard? Yeah, but no, 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 but there's, I don't know if you've noticed, seen them online, uh, like, Stable Center, just like uh, two, three months ago, Stable Center was filled with, I forgot what game they were playing, was it Quake? It was something, but they were, Staples Center was filled, and I think the Korean team won, but they won, like, $10 million, like, it's a legit thing. What the can, hell? You, you know, yeah, you can win, like, legitimate money on this, on winning tournaments for Halo or, uh, or, um... Oh, we got into Halo. Or quick, you, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you they, there's a gym you can win millions of dollars and become an e player, a famous e player, and be known in that world or whatever. So, I wonder if that's going to become more prominent if for our entertainment now, our live sports entertainment, we're going to go towards watching other people play more video games and, and instead of just becoming a subculture. Now it's become the thing because we don't have we're dying for entertainment huh. and it moves on. Interesting, yeah, it's more like the incels coming back. Hmm. I mean, like, I was just thinking about, like, just, like, going on Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, like, going on just randomly at any point during the day, there might be, like, one or two people, like, you know, live streaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the live uh, live option. But now there's, like, you know, like, anytime I go on, it's, like, three, four, or five there's people. Like, damn. And think about, like, like, you know, whatever, the disease thing. Like, strip clubs are no longer, they're not open right now, right? I'm sure they're reopened, but they're not open right now. How much more popular is like those OnlyFans account now, or those kind of? Oh <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying like that's the virtual digital. We're moving. We've already, obviously we've been in a digital age, but we're moving into the digital age where it becomes a primary on, uh, as opposed to the human contact because of our fear of of diseases or right or or plague type. So we're moving away from human contact and and kind of forcing us to only deal in the digital age. You know what I mean? Right. So that's this like, is that transition. This is that trans. Yeah, this is that pre-coronavirus, post-coronavirus, where mm. this kind of fear-mongering type of thing has us shook, where we no longer want human contact. We prefer the only the, and not that some people haven't done it already. That's why I kind of made that in, uh, comment about introverts. It hasn't really changed for much. If you don't have human contact already and you've already dealt online, this is this is an old hat for you. You've already because the option has been there, but right. now now the fear is kind of paralyzing you from actually doing that, where you only want to deal with virtual strippers with virtual video games with virtual whatever the f- we're not going to the movies where everybody's streaming at home now type right. of thing you know what I mean and it's become now it's no longer an option not to because before it was like oh we can have the option we're cool but we still go to the movies now you don't even have the option to go to the movies right now we literally have to do everything from home right. you know what I mean and you get or get to do everything from home however you want to look at it you know what I mean true definitely a Black Mirror episode yeah. I mean this is just like a what season are they on? Uh, three or four. Three. Oh. Oh, uh, this wine is kicking. Um, fuck, what was I gonna say? We were just like, uh, like it reminds me of the uh, do the evolution music video from Pearl Jam. Remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah, of course. Like I was watching it. It was like a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, man, that was a good video. Like, I just, you know, just threw it on and just, like, watching it. I was like, fuck. Like, you know, almost like the way, like, you know, the Simpsons, you know, kind of, like, they're ahead of their time. You know, they're so, like, predicting shit, right. you know. You know, they called it back in, like, 98 or 99 or whenever that song came out. It's like you look at, like, all the stuff that they're talking about. I was like, yeah, that, 
that's exactly what's well, going on, you know. What did they predict? You know, for someone who hasn't seen the video. Oh, the they just uh, So it starts off. A month. No, it wasn't a month. Uh, it just uh, damn. How would I even summarize that video? It just kind of like it, it seems like it. It just takes like the um. Damn, how would I? Like the, uh, I guess like the darker sides of humanity, mm-hmm. and just like how we've like you know gone from like it starts out like caveman times, like all the way to like present day, and just like the impact that would, like, well, I mean like I guess I, like the video's kind of biased in the way that you know we're just kind of, I don't want to say devolving, but we're not trying to better ourselves, mm-hmm. like we're kind of stuck in that like darker part of our human nature, and that's kind of like how we've been like ever since like we were cells like to the point that we are now mm-hmm. i don't know if that kind yeah of but what, did you, what what part specifically were you saying that they called it oh just like the internet thing because mm-hmm. i because i remember there's this one scene where you know like there's just like people like typing away at the internet and then there's like this like whole animation it was like oh fun we're like literally wired in it's like you know that part always made me laugh when like you see stuff predicting how the internet's gonna be because I remember a movie specifically that comes to mind is like Hackers or Lawnmower Man. Do you remember? Oh, movies? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they thought the the internet was going to be like a virtuosity or a virtual world where you come into it. It's not obviously it's not that at mm. all. But they think everyone's like in an Iron Man suit. You know how Iron Man like you can see from the inside and he does. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like they, that's how they thought the future of the internet would be. It's like no, bro, it's just us on our hands and the soul. The first judge dread. It's just us on the fucking touchscreen, sitting taking a shit while we're you know liking double <laughs> double clicking shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, the net. Remember the net with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that's right. That's another one. Yeah. <laughs> or do you remember Swordfish? Oh yeah, yeah. So there's Hugh like Jack this funny ass, movie, funny ass montage scene where like it's funny in retrospect, but at the time you didn't know. I guess in in the in the nineties and two thousands, everybody thought hacking was this like you crack your knuckles and then you fucking get to work and you're like sweating and you're having coffee and you're like, oh, <laughs> how do I break these codes? Like hacking is like the most boring shit. I mean, it's cool if you can do it, but it's there's they're glamorizing the fuck out of something that's not. <laughs> come on, it's you almost know? like if you wanted to look at somebody who was doing it yeah. and it was almost like a workout and a mission, yeah. just like typing like keys. Yeah, that's legitimately all it is. Yeah, so it's it's. But it's just like, programming and writing code. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's just funny to me how they. I, I don't know. I don't know how did they think it was gonna be like in the future, or were they were they trying to make it cool? I think cool? like the director just wanted to make it look like it was something. I was like, Let's oh wow, they're suit. you know they're doing yeah, something. You know, is cool. You know, like, <laughs> talking about dude. But yeah, yeah, I think it has to it has to look cooler than it actually is. You know, because like in a social network, because mm-hmm. a lot of it's like that. But it, it's li- literally him just typing, not just like like oh man, like oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you know breaking a sweat it's just but you know David Fincher he does a good job of like making that look cool but not in like a overly dramatic or cheesy a way pretentious you know? way <laughs> well he was a pretty pretentious guy so yeah but it's so like it's like it kind of like you know painted that picture but like and I was like okay yeah that's what nerds look like yeah and more so than not yeah that's more actual depiction right I got a friend from high school like she went to she went to Harvard she was there the same time that uh, Mark Zuckerberg was mm-hmm. I never really talked to her. She actually, ooh, shit, yeah, she died a couple of months ago. Months ago? From yeah, what, uh, yeah. No, it was before. Oh. It was cancer. The oh, other well. C. The other C. The real one we should be worried about, right? Right. Uh, it, apparently, it was a very rare, rare, uh, like, I don't know, version of it. I forgot what it was called. How'd you hear about it? Social media? Yeah. Like, some of my high school friends were, like, posting about it, like, what the fuck? That shit was crazy, because, like, 
Dude, she started. She's like the CEO of like two businesses. Like you know, mm-hmm. she helps like you know poor people like worldwide. It's like this whole organization that she started. What was the business called? Prestige. Worldwide? Prestige. Prestige. <laughs> why? 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 Shorty, buddy. No, what was it? Oh, um, one was shit. It's like Roman numerals. It was like a line of a uh, vegan or environmentally friendly uh cosmetic uh mm-hmm. products. The other one was. I want to say it was Sama Source, S A M A Source, S O U R C E. What did they do on that? Um, like helping people in poverty, like uh, oh. kind of get reestablished. Uh, I never really looked into it all that much. It was just oh, like, okay. oh shit, like she's doing big things, you know? Yeah, sure. It was like one of those. That's cool, man. Yeah, one of Gwen's friends goes to camps now. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And we're talking. Oh yeah, Los used to go there. She said, I guess there was some kind of. Not a shooting, but what the, the fuck? School was like on lockdown or something, and she was like, you know, texting her friends, and I was like, oh my god, like we stop texting, us, go hide somewhere or something like that. <laughs> yeah, can't even imagine. Well, I'm, I almost curious just to see how much it's changed. Yeah, I mean, I pass yeah. by there on the way home a lot of times when I when I take that route home. All right, just for the record, like when I went there, it was just three bungalows. Mm. That's all the camps was. Like when I went to high school there. Well, I, mean, I guess I'm at the campus more than anything, but, I you know, obviously. Not. Wait, what? I'm at the campus of CAMS. That, you know, where it was, wasn't it shared by that college, whatever? Well, like, like literally CAMS, like the actual high school, it was just like three bungalows. Yeah, but it was on the, you know what I'm talking about, off Avalon, right? Um, well, I mean, oh, there's like Avalon, then there's like Victoria. That's like more like the Casa Dominguez Hills, like campus we were just kind of like off in the corner somewhere yeah that's what i mean i passed by cal state domingo's hills at the time oh okay mm-hmm. just trying to... i'm just curious to see what it looks like now because i remember i went to grad night there like a couple of years after i graduated just because mm-hmm. uh oh we went as chaperones like, me and my friends like remember all like my buddies from yeah uh, sure high school and it was like oh we get them for free it's like shit fuck it like let's what do was, it what are they doing for grad night Oh, uh, just to be a chaperone. Just no, like, what were they doing? Oh, like, yeah, uh, like Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. Oh, okay. They're like, hey, we get them for free. This and that. Like, shit, like, let's do it. We're going to have to go to work. I used to work for my tío Emilio. Really? Oh, doing like, the moving shit? Yeah. Oh, nice. And it Because it was, like, during a school night, you know? So, like, so we did all that shit or whatever. And we got back at, like, it was, like, almost, like, 6 in the morning. And by then I was, like, all fucking dead. And mm. trying to, like, stay awake. It's like fuck. I gotta, I gotta go to work in like an hour and a half. You know, like gosh, shit. I remember so, like I went home, changed, got ready, and all that. Like, I want to go to the to the company. I remember I parked in in front, like the street, like where I usually park. And I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap, man. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't call my deal or anything. Like I was just like, parking. I forgot how long I knocked out for. <laughs> But then, like, I remember waking up, like, oh, fuck. All right, I did that. Okay. <sighs> Let's do this. So I remember I walked in, like, the supervisor, like, pulled me out to the side. He's like, man, what happened, you know? Because <laughs> I, I think, it was, like, my deal was mad at me, too. Like, yeah. It's like, hey, man, like, what the hell? Like, you know, signing, come on. Like, my, my deal, Javier, you know, with Congo. Like, yeah, sure. Just put it another deal, you know? Yeah, sure. But it was one of those things, like. From episode 164 for everybody. Was it 164? I just listened to it earlier today. I can't stop <laughs> laughing. I was a little crying laughing. And that's, that's that story came out. But what did yeah. my deal tell you? No, it was, it was just more like, hey, like, come on, man. Like, you can't be was doing this your fir- how, long, how late were you, though? I don't know. How late did you sleep? 
Uh, I'll say like two hours. Jesus, man, what's wrong with you? Like, I didn't plan on it because I had like my um my alarm like like mind you the cell phones back then they weren't anything. No, well, I mean I mean you had to work work the next day. What made you just go out tall for an all nighter? I thought I could do it. <laughs> the hubris of yeah. the youth. <laughs> Pretty much, so I was like, won't be no thing. I just doze off for like quick little one, and then just like <clears throat> let's do it. But not, man, I. I severely overestimated myself. Yeah. Well, learn, learn a lesson, huh? Mm-hmm. Or did we? Or have you done that again? So. No, no, I never <laughs> did that again. Like, uh, well, like out of my last job. Mm-hmm. It has doesn't really have anything to do with that. It was just... Um, what was the last job? Uh, the other office in Koreatown, mm. where I used to work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, but, Wilshire, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, Can we meet up there once? Yeah. I want to say yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, you picked me up. Uh, I Come forgot down. where we were going. I, sometimes I would take that route home. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Like, you scooped me up from there. I think we went to a Korean restaurant, too, right? Or was it Japanese? It was, like, right across mm-hmm. from your job. Was it, uh... I went to go eat with some coworkers. When, this one I had... Oh, um... Uh, Bulgogi Hut. Bulgogi Hut. Bulgogi Hut. Yeah, right across the street. I think it's Korean. Korean barbecue. Yeah, I was eating. I was eating. Uh, I think it was lunch with some of my uh, when I had the office in downtown LA. When I had oh, that's there. right. That's right. So we'd remember. go there, and I remember hitting you up, and you were like, "Yeah, you, uh, yeah." From where you just walked through, like, "Oh yeah, shit, what's up, dude?" And realize how much it stank in there. It was just like all smoke as soon as like, hey, you're literally cooking in there. Yeah. Early when I walked, yeah, I was like, "Dang, it smells like teriyaki." Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. But um, you miss working down there in that area. Like, I miss pretty much just about anything except the job, you know? Not even the job, but just, like, my bosses. I gotcha. It was cool. I mean, I liked it. I liked that having a little spot down there, being in, like, the middle of downtown LA. Like, it's a little bit off to the side, but still, like, it's For like you, it, yeah, but I mean, for me. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. I remember, like, I would, um, for Kings games, I'd just go park in my parking lot and Uber it to take a fighter on the uber ride to oh same to the staples center like free parking there at, at right so swipe recording you're good i remember liking that and then the eatery was cool i mean it was cool just being in the in the downtown ish area you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. Was, i like that like, i like the, the job the office work I mean. it was weird like over like in that other office like there was this uh, it wasn't even an office like there was like our office but then there was a file room like on like the um, it was, like, on the top floor right before getting to the roof. Yeah. And it was just, like, you know, just, like, the cooling towers and just the machines and all that stuff. It wasn't even, like, like other offices, just storage rooms. Yeah. But they took one of them, like, from our office, and they made it, like, a file room. And that's okay. where we kept, like, everything we couldn't fit down in the office. Right. And since I was a file clerk, like, I spent a lot of time up there. I remember, like, there was this, uh, there's, like, spot, like, there was, like, maybe one, two, three or four rows of just, like, filing cabinets, and then in the back... It was like, you know, just like a couple of uh, just like old boxes with like random files that they didn't use anymore. Mm-hmm. So I remember like I kind of like mushed them up in the corner and I made a little bed out of it. That's funny. <laughs> so I would like go up there and like take naps all the time, man. Jesus. <laughs> like it was in, it was more towards like the end because um, um, Brass Monkey was down the street. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And it was always like kind of like this ritual where like payday, we always get paid on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Payday, we're fucking going to have lunch at fucking Brass. I guess to be fair, I do have a version, like, just last week we, um, <clears throat> I had, like, a three-hour lunch. It was me <laughs> and two of my boys, and we were just at the casino. For, oh, for real? Yeah. Nice. For, for, like, three hours. And we, 
we've done it to be fair we've done it a few times when it's a loose one that last time I, I lost like a lot oh in Gardena like the, yeah uh, no the Huster one in uh wait the one the Huster is in Gardena yeah, right? yeah, yeah that's, that's the one, one yeah, yeah. Because that's when we go to that one, or since we go to the Crystal Cove one, the one off of the 91. Oh, yeah, yeah, Here, yeah. close to the house, yeah. Hmm. But it's a thing when you're, like, you know, I mean, we're, we're getting paid, so not skipping work. But when, you know, we should be working, but we're at the casino, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it becomes a thing, it becomes a problem, you know. <laughs> it's all good. If you can stop yourself, then it's not a problem. You just need more motivation. I would stop now. I haven't done it. <laughs> 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 Why, you want to gamble? Uh, that's like the equivalent. Do you remember Kingpin? Well, he's like, uh, what you been doing for the last 30 years, Roy? And he's in an oh, interview on TV. And he's like, and then he's like, well, uh, this, the And then he just starts uh, drinking. 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 Uh, are you still drinking? Like, no, no, no. no I quit I that. Put that behind oh, me. Oh, good. You good. Know. Why? You got some? <laughs> he's like, why are you buying? <laughs> just, he gives him that look. Like, like. <laughs> he was great, man. That's such a great cast in that movie. Honestly, um, if I'm being completely fair I do think that's the funniest Fairly Brothers film I think it's underratedly funny and I add, I think it's I slightly above Dumb and Dumber because I know that's the go-to right or something about Mary those are the go-to those are, those are good too but Kingpin was but I do think King, uh, Kingpin is the, the best of those of the of prime Fairly Brothers I do think Kingpin was the best one and I think I it's unfair they didn't make it didn't become as popular as the other ones you know but like I think anybody could appreciate it like they still know like that's like the fucking because I'm trying to think, like, out of the three of them, like, which one I could watch. Oh, I mean, I've watched them all, like, and Shallow Hal, times, yeah. to be fair, Shallow Hal's up there. I like Shallow Hal. Yeah, to be fair, that's a really one of the prime ones, you know. I know they started dipping when they did, like, Stuck to You and a bunch of other crap. I like Stuck on You, to be honest. Yeah? I don't think, I, I, it wasn't on that level, but I still enjoyed it. Okay, I mean, like, that's fair. Those, you yeah. can, I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of them. Just on Matt Damon, Greg Kinnear, you yeah. know. They, Me, you myself, know. I enjoyed too, but I don't think Same. it's on the level of Dumb and Dumber, Shallow Hal. Kingpin and uh, something about Mary. I think those oh, are okay, your. Right. I think those are probably their best four. Uh, did, what did they also do that? that um, the most recent one besides Dumb and Dumber Two, which I I can't really give Green, to Book. Them. <laughs> Green Book. Green um, Book. That's one of them. Hall, uh, Hall Pass. Mm-hmm. With um, which I didn't think was funny. I watched that a couple of times. It, like for some reason, it was just more like a. It was like a filler movie. Like if I couldn't find anything to watch, oh, uh, what's right there? Or if it's on, you'll leave it. Yeah, you know, like it was one of those. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 I agree. I just didn't think it was, and I wanted to like it. I didn't really think it was that funny. But what else have they done around that era? Do you remember? Mm. Oh, they did Outside Providence. Oh, yeah, which they... was good movie, but it wasn't necessarily your slapsticky comedy type of movie. It was, was that them trying to like trying to? Uh... It felt like that. It felt like them branching away from something. Doing okay. it was still funny. There were funny parts, but it was more of a dramedy, I guess you could say. Oh, okay. So you didn't have that expectation of it, but it was a good movie. I thought it mm. was good. Yeah, but uh, I know they did that one. What else did they do? That was Rochelle Holmes, Silken Irene. That was like early two thousands. Then Hall Pass was. Yeah, that was late two thousands. Was it like in the two thousand tens? Maybe even yeah, but I'm. I'm trying to think of like what was in the because I know there was a, a few duds in there where like oh yeah this isn't really that funny from Fairly Brothers because I know there was one where I want to say it was just Peter Fairley that directed it that's Green Book he, he directed won, Green Book he won an Oscar for that that's how I was, made that joke what the fuck like seriously I, <laughs> I haven't seen Green Book yet but oh, I saw yeah. parts of it but I didn't know he directed it yeah yeah what the fuck he won an Oscar for it god damn should have watched the Oscar or at least the other half of them that year. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, do you remember anything else they did? I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think without, like, looking looking it up. But, um, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. Stuck on... Oh, Fever Pitch they did. That was pretty good. Oh, the... The Heartbreak Justin Kid is Long. the other one I was thinking yes. of. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, that one. one I really like. That's the one I was thinking. and Malin Ackerman. Oh, I forgot they did this, but they did uh, the Three Stooges movie, the remake. Oh, shit. Which I really thought was actually unfairly uh, criticized, because I thought it was really good. So I didn't <clears> watch that one. It's good, man. The, the um, uh, Will Sasso is plays Curly. Oh, right, 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 right. The dude from Gwen Grace, the gay one. I forgot his name, but he plays... Uh, Will? There's a new guy that plays Mo, but he plays Larry. A new guy I haven't seen before plays Mo. He's really good. But the movie was good. It was dumb. It was, you know, self-referential. And and there was obviously slapstickity. But it was... I thought it was enjoyable. It was a good movie to watch on Buzz. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's rewatchable to the most important part. Oh, oh, nice. Very rewatchable. Yeah. Check it out. I I give it a chance. And, you know, yeah, just enjoy it for what it is. You know, don't expect no no Oscar like Green Book. But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I'll give those four the the best ones, right? But even Hubbard is there, but it's not quite to the... It's really good, but it's not quite at something about Mary or... Right, right. But I think Kingpin is the, the best one of those. I do. I can see that. Like, what was it about it? Just, like, the storyline? Where it was... Because I think it was... Well, not the storyline, but with, like, Dumb and Dumber, because, yeah, I know that's a go-to. But, like, I think, you know, just because uh, their characters are, like, pretty out there, where they're not always relatable. You know, just because, like, the way they think and things they do, it's, like, a little out there. You can still enjoy it, but I don't know if it's, like, that kind of distancing where, uh, with Kingpin, like, their characters where, you know... You have a uh, naive fool, uh, uh, ish, Ishmael, yeah. and then you have and the grizzliest kind of scumbag, low life scumbag, but trying to make ends meet, but hearts but, in the right place type thing. Well, like, in, like you know, throughout the story where he started off like he's a kid, like you know, like he was young, you know, like this uh, bowling champion, and then you know, Bill Murray, right. what was that? Munson, Burt, Burt McCracken. Oh, you know, he's the, <laughs> one of my favorite villains. He's got to be one of my favorite villains of all time. Wait, Ernie Burt <laughs> or oh, yeah. McCracken, like. The top, uh... McCracken, Ernie McCracken. Big Ern. Yeah, yeah, Big Ern. Fucking, um... Like, the top Bill Murray roles of all time. What's up there? Groundhog Day, that one, Ghostbusters. Like, that was, like, at least top five. Like, somewhere, like, say that. up there, up there, you yeah. know, because... Just, like... Remember, like, he's so good remember at being... that part where... Like, this is towards the end where they're doing... They're facing off again, but there's, like, a girl that gets on stage to, like, kiss him. He's like, no, I'll bring her back. <laughs> Bring her back, bring her back, because like uh, Woody Woody Harrelson's like, no, what? Uh, distract me, please. You know, some security, and he's like, all right. But Ernie's like, no, no, bring her back. Bring her. He gets, <laughs> gets her kiss on cheek, but when he tells her to go, like to like, let's bring her away. He's, he's literally like grabbing a field. He's grabbing her titty. He's, he's like, yeah, he's let's like go. But there. pretending he doesn't see it, right? And so like, he's just like, <laughs> he does it so clean too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I think one of my favorite jokes in the film was like. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, for every, oh, he's missing a hand. He has a hook for a hand or a rubber hand. But um, the there's a girl that's hitting on Ishmael at the, like a diner, and she's oh, telling him right. like, "Oh, hey, sweet, uh, hey, hey, how about a dance?" And uh, Harry um, Munson he answers oh. for you know Ishmael because Ishmael, he's, he's like, just like, "No, nah, no, thanks, lady. Where I'm good or whatever." And she's like, "I wasn't talking to you." But the girl that they're with, what's her face? I forgot. Uh, uh, Miss. Uh... Was it Miss Vanessa? Vanessa, yeah. Miss Vanessa Vanessa. says, like, he said handsome, not not handless. handless. (laughs) See, that joke is so clean. 
But then, like... In that same scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My second favorite, or the first favorite one, where, like, he's dancing with some guy's girl, right? And then, like, he's sticking up for Ish. Because he's about to get beat up. And then, and then once where, uh, Woody Harrelson's character knocks him out and says, like, that's what you get for dancing some other guy's girl, or something like that, right? Don't you ever <laughs> step up to another man's cheese or something no, like that. No, he's, like... That's what you get, you freaking piece of shit. Yeah, you don't mow another man's lawn. That's right, that's and right. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. <laughs> and then, but the... <laughs> cut to the scene at the end of the car where Israel has, like, a black eye or whatever. He's putting ice over it. And then Vanessa is, like, arguing with him, like, um, I can't believe you did Israel. I was like, if I didn't knock him out, those guys would have killed him. And he's trying to justify himself. <laughs> like, But she says this line, and was just like, well, you didn't have to <laughs> rub Tabasco sauce in his eyes either. Like... Oh, well, I kind of had to, uh, or something like that. No, it's like, well, you didn't have to go have beers That's with the That's the match. part, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, it's, and then she says, like, did you have to yeah. rub Tabasco sauce on his eyes, too? <laughs> well, I don't want them to think we were in cahoots. And then she's like, well, I think they figured that out when you rub Tabasco sauce on <laughs> <in> his eyes. <laughs> That's, That's what it was. <laughs> that whole scene. Oh, bro, tears, tears, laughing, bro. That's so but even shit. when, like, the handsome and handless, like, yeah. like, you know, like, little thing. and like Because after she says that, he's like... Just because you, uh, oh, what the fuck does he say? Just because you spend most of your time in the missionary position doesn't, doesn't make, make you a missionary. missionary. <laughs> like, I always love that part. Like the dialogue throughout that whole movie was so good, man. Very Even clever, those like yeah. little like clapbacks. And I feel like, for, yeah, again, from like start to finish, it was just like, man, that's such a great movie, man. Yeah, because I'm trying to think, you know, because it has like you know those heart elements, you know, where um, yeah. Where after he's grown up and he goes back to his, uh, the town that he grew up in and, you know, like, he, he like, talks about, like, oh, my dad gave me this watch and I could get it to work and, and, uh. Um, yeah, you gotta wind it. <laughs> oh, like, at the end of the yeah. movie? It's like, oh, there's a winder on here? But I always thought that was a good scene because it still, like, plays, you know, like, it fits with everything, but it doesn't feel like it's just, like, a random ass scene thrown right. in, you know? Right, right, It was right. just, like, a very heartfelt scene where it just, like, through all their, you know, bickering. You know, they kind of, like, come to this, like, kind of, like, uh, almost like a pause, you know, where they're just kind of, like, human. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's what made that appealing. Because, you know, after that, throughout the rest of the movie, you know, they, you know, they're hijinks or whatever. But it still had that heart element. And I think, you know, like, mixed with, you know, just uh, all the comedy and all that other, you know, shit, like, throughout the movie. It's like, oh, okay, you know. It, it leaves you with something. Not just like, oh, it's just a funny comedy. It was more than that. I feel it was more than that. Yeah, had that heartfelt. Yeah, a lot of heart. Uh, what else was funny? Um, fuck, what is it? <laughs> what do you say? Ah. I'd bet. Oh, I'd rather be Munson up Creek than do that. You know. Oh. Really? And he asked him, oh, "What's Munson? Wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> like you know, to have it all, then blow it." <laughs> <laughs> Munson up river. Oh no! What's her face? Uh, forgot her name. Uh, land landlord lady. Oh, from Insidious, uh, from all those. She became a pretty big herself. Yeah, from the Insidious films and all the horror films. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She was in the... What's it called? It, it's weird. I remember... Instinctually, there's like two films I think of when I see, uh, you know, Amish, Amish. And it's uh, For Richer or Poorer with Tim Allen. Oh, yeah, Allen, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And, oh, man. And Kingpin. And to be fair, I think they came around at the same time. Now that I think about it. You know how themed Hollywood movies come? But yeah. Oh, okay. But I think they came out at the same time. But I was in, this is, I think, last year, late last year, I was in Minnesota, and where <laughs> Minnesota. I was, well, yeah, Minnesota, eh? and when <laughs> I was, where I was staying at was uh, um, in a town with, that shared Amish things, so 
they would legit the woods were the rider, but it had like a horse and buggy crossing sign, so you'd have to watch out for them. And it you, it would not be very it it wouldn't be uncommon to see a horse and buggy just riding along. And you're just like, oh my god, this is so weird. This is it is very surreal if you're not used to it, you know. Huh. To, to be like you know in the same area with that kind of thing you know small town type but it, it's it, instinctively i've always thought oh man yeah kingpin and, and kingpin just comes to mind instantly whenever i see that kind of crap and, oh, like this is real yeah people do live here with him <laughs> oh man what happened to randy quaid man he got like off his meds or something uh, and it's crazy to me that he's randy quaid uh, you know dennis quaid's brother who's Literally has his shit together making these like insurance commercials. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the exact opposite is his brother, who's just like, <laughs> like just crazy making these YouTube videos. You know, it's like he's like the real ish. Like he's like kind of the black sheep in the community. L- uh, literally, yeah, of the Quades. And his son's acting too. I watch a uh, Jack Quaid. Uh, he he's in, he's a star of the on Amazon the show called The Boys, which is like basically, oh shit. It's really good because it's based on the graphic novel, which I really. It's probably my favorite book, The Boys, that one and Preacher, which are both by the same guy. Oh, uh, yeah, Garth yeah, yeah. But anyways, I know you have Amazon. Check out the show if you get a chance. It's really, really good. I want to get into The Hunters. I haven't started it yet. But... Oh, yeah, with Al Pacino, Hunter. right? Hunter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good. I've heard. And, but anyways, check out... Uh, in the Anyway, the lead guy is Jack Quaid. That's Dennis oh, okay. Quaid and you know, Randy Quaid's nephew, yeah. Second season now, right? Is I don't know if it's out season? yet. Yeah, if it's out, then I'm going to buy oh, it. Okay. But I don't think it's out yet. I haven't seen any problems for it. Yeah. Well, at least one season to go through this. Like a set of two, you know. It's really good, man. Check it out. You, I think you'll like it. Pleasantly surprised. And then you'll come asking me for the books, and I'm like, it's time, <laughs> Lofi. Time to get you into graphic novels, bro. Here you go. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Because yeah. mostly I just do, like, Audible now. Just to mm-hmm. just put on my headphones and just start work and just... Cause that's probably what I'm going to be doing at work anyway. No more... I got, The thing is, I want to get into Audible, but I listen to too many podcasts for that, so I'm always trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah. You know? I just started the... Um, I think I went to like six episodes today because they're short, but the Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, yeah. What'd yeah. you think? Yeah, very. I'm digging it. Some of the the first four are like, oh, yeah, I heard about this. And they kind of go, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know about this one. You know, like the original computer, that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. So I'm getting, I'm in the first six episodes, but there's not too many right now. So it's a perfect time for me to catch up. And these are For short Cabinet? Episodes. Yeah. He's like in 100 and something, I think. They're like eight minute episodes, though. Yeah, they're really yeah, short. So, I mean, yeah. They're... You can go through them like nothing. Yeah, I mean, dude, the ones that are rough is because a lot of the podcasts are like over three hours. So getting to those, you know, I'm only able to do like three of those a day. But with these, I was like, bro, I ran through these like quick, like cool. I can, I can, I can make this. Not too much to get through, you know. I think, oh, I'm like only a hundred of eight minutes. Yeah, I got this. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're good, man. They're um, it's like anecdotal, like uh, just like almost just like a little story, like in conversation. Hey, did you ever hear about that guy who this and that? And yeah, it's just like cool conversation that you could have. With Absolutely, them, you know? yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, you ever watch uh, Mysteries at the Museum? It's on Travel Channel, mm-hmm. and it's essentially like a show about that, you know, where uh, uh, Dan Wildman, I think he's a host. Yeah. Where it's kind of like the same shit where it's just like all these like, he'll be like, oh, you know, like in this museum and this aviation museum in fucking Nevada or something, okay. just like almost like arbitrary, it seems, you know, oh, they have this and they have that. And then somewhere in the corner, there's like this little black box. It's like three inches wide, four inches this and that. And but it played a major, you know, like you know, key in some historical event or something like. Yeah, they always oh, drop the reveal shit. after like five it's minutes into it or something. It's kind of like that, you know. It's like the like you know the stories that he talks about. They're pretty good, man. It's like fuck, man. <laughs> like 
I don't know if it was on that one or if it was on Laura, like the uh, Valentine's Day, like why it's like a thing, you know, where it came from. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty interesting too. One that was recommended to me by a uh, former guest Cynthia was um, what's called like I just subscribed to it now. Was it the parent one? The parent no, podcast? No, this one's like Risk. I think is is called Risk. Yeah, it's called Risk. What's that about? This one, they're they're very similar thing, like independent episodes. Hmm. Um, they're like forty minutes long, but it's an individual. It's basically like think of Cabin at Wonders, but more like a bit a little more detailed on the on the specific. Oh, story. that's like lore. That's how lore so, is. Probably then it's very very similar. Yeah. What's it called? Risk. Risk. Yeah, I don't I don't have it up yet. I think I'm a. But she, I was telling, she recommended that one about the uh, Dirty John about the. Oh. Uh, Sir, uh, not Sir Killer, but. Did you, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it yet. But Dirty I highly John? recommend Dirty John. And I think oh, it's through, wait. Uh, through American... What's it called? American Radio or American... Uh, I forgot, but if you look up Dirty John on there, it'll yeah, pop up instantly. Yeah. And it's a really good like eight-part miniseries. You know, they're only like 30 minutes long each episode, but it's a true story about this dude, dude back from Newport Beach. And I know there's like a Netflix store uh, movie on it, and I just haven't got a chance. To, oh, is it really? Yeah, I still haven't got a chance to check it out with Connie Britton and Bru- and uh, Bruce Banner, Eric Banner. Yeah. Oh no shit. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yep, that's is it. That one? Yeah. yeah, she she recommend that recommended that one. Storytelling probably like Moth, This American Life, Snapchat. So you're on audio. What? Um, this American Life. That's what it was for Dirty John. That's what it was. Oh okay. So you're on Audible. What books are you listening to? Right now. It's, uh, it's the first one that I've got from uh, the Great Courses series. So it's like all these books written by like professors, and mm-hmm. it's almost it's a lecture, essentially. Yeah. This one I'm going through is called Understanding the Dark Side of Human Nature. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like, you know, just, you know, are people good or evil? Are they born evil? Like, is it this or that? Or are they good, but sometimes evil? What do you think? Um, oh, man, it's so good. Uh shit. Uh, it's weird because, um, like, the way he goes about it, like, he kind of, like, references, well, you know, there's, like, Eastern philosophies that be, like, you know, there's, like, you know, um, fuck, I can't even remember any of their names, you know, but there's this philosopher who feels that, you know, people are inherently good, you know, but they still, you know, they have that ability to kind of, like, sway, you know, depending on their environment, or there's, like, you know, other people that, no, we're bad, like, we're just human nature, we're just, you know, kind of designed to just like that's who we are however we can still find those moments where we can you know step outside of that and do something you know good something beyond ourselves that won't like uh immediately benefit us you know yeah but what 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 do you think that's what i'm still trying to figure out Mm -hmm. i still feel like we're just man how do i put it um like uh that one part in uh, Dark Knight where Joker's like, you know, like he's like that meme, like, mm-hmm. you know, sure. where like, you know, people are only as good as like, you know, society allows them to be. Right. That kind of thing, you know. So, it, like, I'm still trying to like kind of make amends with that, you know, where it's like under the certain, like under, you know, like the right uh, circumstances, like. We'll probably, like, if we can get away with something we know that we wouldn't be able to normally, mm-hmm. we'll probably do it. Yeah. You know? 
like whatever you know how like, how bad whatever the act is that you know you're thinking about it's really it depends but like i think essentially if it's like something like at some level where you like i'm not gonna get caught i'm gonna do it i think it comes down to the core thing of it is selfishness mm-hmm. i think everybody is <clears throat> we can disguise it however we want but in reality any anything good we we do is is a self I don't know if there's any true selfless act. I really don't know if there's any true selfless act. Because at some point or on some level, something benefits. Like you're getting something from it, yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. You know, we hold ourselves to such higher standings, but evolutionary speaking, or, or, I mean, aren't we? Are we just another form of animals, right? Let's be real. Yeah, exactly. So, but do we? Why don't we judge animals in the same moral basis? Uh, They're just doing instinctual shit, aren't we? If it's just thinks uh, it's to ego. be selfish. It's just ego. Or we want to put ourselves like on a different level. And, and it, it's... No, I'm saying, do you judge animals less likely than you judge humans? Uh, and oh, what do you mean? Morally. When a, Morally? Yeah, like, when an animal does something fucked up, it's not his fault. He's just an animal. He's just doing his own thing. Why doesn't people say that about us? It's not our fault. We're just humans. We're just doing human things. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Dude, we had this discussion at some point I don't think so this is the first time I thought of it really? no <laughs> Whew. sorry all that wine um cause I know like I, I referenced it before where uh Gandhi he said like what separates us from like animals mm-hmm. is our ability to be non-violent mm-hmm. where we can make the choice uh turn the other cheek mm-hmm. so to speak it's not pushed Mm. Depends again. Depends on the circumstances. You Absolutely, know. that's what I'm saying. What for animals? Those circumstances like, are less of a narrow window. Oh, I'm sorry. For animals, was, that window is less to be non-violent because the animal has the same instinct. It's a fight or flight technique, right? And that's all they run on. It, it's not so much abstract. I, I wouldn't because I would have to like know what an animal thinks. Obviously, I wouldn't know. But we do kind of know. It's either fight or flight, and we and we have that very same instinct. So for Gandhi specifically, it was flight most of the time. Hmm. Rather than fight, or it was yeah, I think that was kind of weird too. Yeah, the whole know. young sex thing and te- teasing himself with young, yeah, yeah, yeah. to try to like, yeah, yeah, to, to challenge himself chal- or yeah. whatever. Yeah, hey, bro, yeah, don't yeah. do that. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah, there's always hmm. people, uh, great men that are remembered for greatness, but skies in their closet, and then it kind of makes they're, you, they're human. They're human. Even that's what I'm talking. You about. elaborate Even, like the, the, and it doesn't have to demean part. their wisdom. Right, right. But there is some, like, a grain of salt with it, right? Like, okay, he did say that, but a is couple. that really true? Because he's kind of full of shit now. Oh, okay, well, that. Einstein the same way, right? He was a genius in certain levels, but he really couldn't get his shit together with relationships, you know? So oh, right, right. It kind of like, oh, okay, he was kind of dumb about that. Like, uh, And it, like, well, this guy's a metaphysical genius, or astrophysical genius, you know, uh, has great theories, but it's kind of stupid when it comes to, like, why well, he should, really shouldn't be taking advice. I just think it's cute when people, like, quote him, like, to try to take advice for a personal life, like, oh, because he's known as instinctually synonymous with genius. You say, you say someone, like, oh, like, check out Einstein here, sarcastically, you're referring to him as a genius, right? Like, right, right. Or sarcastically. But, you know, you're quoting some guy who really had no clue what he was talking about in relationships or in other, other form of aspects of life. So then it be, kind of makes... You look very ignorant just because you saw a quote from some, that probably some supermodel quoted one time and said it was Einstein. You know, like, oh, yeah. Now, and to be fair, I'm shitting on Einstein, but he's 
that popular that I'm making him the example that I'm using. Right. But right. There's many, many examples of that where the popularity of someone overshadows their. Even it's harder and harder in today's world where information is so valuable to or in, intimate. So you like where we know everything about you. So it's harder to analyze these characters because we have so much stuff on them. Kind of thing. Which right, is right. kind of a good thing because it brings everybody down to the level. Yeah, you're great in this aspect, but you're also kind of a piece of shit. Like people talk about Jordan, Michael Jordan. Like people wonder how popular he would have been in this day and age with social media because he was such an asshole. So people yeah, that know him, bad. so people that know him, like personally, uh, Jordan was really bad. It was all kind of a front, like the his persona that he'd portray, and people wonder how. I wonder how much that would get out if if social or hashtags were a thing when he was popular, but because he's so popular in an era where you don't really get that information as we do now. It, it uh you get idolized and then when you find these things you're like oh man that's such a bummer you know oh, like that one tweet that one time Sh- shit like that yeah so it's kind of cool that now everybody's current heroes are kind of brought down a little bit more we don't look at them as we don't put them as high as a pedestal because we can humanize them more because we have way more information damn i want to believe that yeah but it doesn't seem like a lot of people register it that way why not because it's still like, just like, just, um, like, just. Wait, you want to believe that the information isn't more, inf- inf- you know, more available to us right now? No, 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 it's not yeah. that it's not, you yeah, know. Yeah, it is, right, literally is, yeah. But, um, it's more, um, you know, just, uh, just like, just the way marketing and advertising is, like, you know, once upon a time before the internet is what it was, where we had access to just anything, like, literally at our fingertips, you know, just. Turn on your phone, go on, like, on any... Before the internet? We have that access? No, no, it, not like that. It was more like, uh, like, newspapers or magazines or billboards, uh, TV. But even then, the TV was the internet of its time, where... Everything's the internet of its time, right? But, uh, I just mean, like, now, where even... And everything's manipulated. Shit. Because everything's in a media. You're talking about media forms. Right, essentially, yeah. But they've all been skewed with manipulation for... Because that's what makes it the media. Like, yeah. if they want, like, it's very crafted in a way. Obviously, that's it's marketed. True. You know, like, they somebody wants you to feel or think a certain way. It's, pro- it's let's be real. It's propaganda. Absolutely, it's a form of propaganda. And every propaganda has some form of truth. Sure, you go reaching through those kernels is kind of how you go through. But a lot of people don't. They accept it as it is because it's been given to them that way, and it's too much work to go to look any further for something. It's right. kind of like the modern day version of uh, not modern day all time, right? You read the headline for something, but don't read the actual story. Clickbait, right? Now right, it's right. a term. Now it's a term, clickbait. But you read, it. but how many times have you read a story of something clickbaity? Oh, no, I'm sorry. How many how many times have you read something that's a clickbait and don't click the actual bait? Don't bait into it, but you see the headline and you use that to run with, you know? The comment section, right? You have to go to the comment section, dude. Did they even see this video? No, obviously not, because they're just judging it based on the clickbait, and then they comment on based on the clickbait. It's like, oh. yeah, shitty people doing shitty things, and that there's been a form of that throughout all forms of media throughout all time. Right. Now we just have way more information. I think that's a little bit different than what we're talking about. About I don't know, what I was talking about, the making the point of of not necessarily putting these heroes of yours in a pedestal because having the information on them. Uh, humanizing a little bit more down to your level where they're yeah they're flawed so before we had it was easier to hide the flaw like even look at clark gable uh jerry Lewis. like back then we had these people who uh you know alfred hitchcock you didn't realize how bad persons they were because you didn't have access to them now we do have access to them so it's a little bit more 
I'm not gonna put that guy. Yeah, he's oh he made really good movies, but he's also kind of a piece of shit. Let me just put him down to a different level. So you don't. The more information you have, the more you can make a better decision of how, where you want to put these people. Right. On, on right. I think that's more what I meant. But I think you were getting more to the point about the media being people just being sheeple. That whole thing. Uh, essentially, it's just like you know, just um, like all this different, all this information constantly being fed. You know, it's like. I think it comes at you so much or so strongly at least for some people who don't want to just like stop and just think abstractly or objectively mm -hmm. they don't they don't like take the time to process information you know it's just sure. kind of like oh blah 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 oh this is cool this is cool and like oh i heard about this person like no nah, no nah, like you know what they what they do like those movies or so and so like it's pretty hot you know i love that song you know it's just uh, it's just like so much thrown at you where i think just us as a uh, people like we can't really process like all that information all at once you know just like social media tv like anywhere you're at there's like it's kind of like uh it's coming at you so much where you can't just like take it all in at once you know it's just like we're just bombarded and it's just like your brain going crazy with like you know just trying to process all this stuff but where you even don't it's mm -hmm. just kind of like uh almost like saying like oh red blue I think it's vice versa to be real with you that we're processing so much information that it desensitizes you to you. That's kind of where we got with the Trump thing, right? Where he's such a bad guy where he kept saying, like, if anybody else that you're not used to him saying something that was a presidential candidate before he's president saying, like, outrageous things or doing outrageous things, mm -hmm. like, that one scandal would have brought them down. But because he's having so, like, it's one thing after another and he says one outrageous thing after another... Eventually, you just accept them and you get desensitized to him. And then that's kind of how he sneaks past people, like that kind of thing. Mm. I'm using him as an example not to get too political, but that's right. the most obvious, a popular version of that. But in the sense where, like I said, it's not, you're just not getting any more information. You're getting it, but now you're just desensitized to it where it's accepted because you, it's so part, part of your normal vernacular. Depends on the person because, you know, there's people that are just getting triggered they're just waiting for like any little thing mm. for him to say like, oh, okay believe? i shouldn't use trump because now you're holding on to that I, well, well, I'll, I'll, i'm making more to your point about how you're getting so much information where uh you kind of see red and blue or you only see the certain spots i'm, I'm saying uh if you're getting desensitized to so much information we get you're getting so much crime in the world we're getting so much fucked up shit in the world where now it's just a part of your world where no longer it's no longer uh, a shocking thing that Remember, it used to be a shocker when, uh, can you believe, oh my god, a priest molested this little kid? Oh, wow. wow. This is horrible, outrageous, we're not going to stand for it. After the 10th time you hear this news, you're like, oh yeah, that's the thing they do, fucking pieces of shit, and then you move on. Because I don't, like, it doesn't mm -hmm. phase you anymore. Right. That's, I think that's what, more what mm -hmm. I'm meaning, with the problem with, uh, not, it's a problem, but it's also a good thing, but... Because I never well, want to say you that. You heard more. that here, folks. You heard it. You heard it. <laughs> oh, wait. Chama, that's session? No, bro. I'm talking <laughs> about the information. Uh, it's a, I never want to say it's a bad thing to have more information because I'm one of those guys that prefers truth or information or knowledge to, knowledge, to, to happiness, right? You prefer one or the other. You can't have it both, bro, because you either know how real, how sucky the world is and you're sad about it or you're ignorant and blissful, right? But I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I never want, want to say that too much information is bad. But there, how do we stop from desensitizing us to how cruel the world or how real the world is, right? How, do, how does that happen? Because then we'll stop wanting to make changes. Like there's been, I remember reading this book called The Slavers. Anyways, it taught, yeah, it was The Slavers. That's what it was, and it was talking about like the, the, the sex trade in the world. 
Mm-hmm. And the, and the, it's about this lady that's trying to like get the word out there about um, how slavery is still a thing currently. It just has we have to do with women, sex trades, and how she had to leave when she makes these presentations to try to people to support her or acknowledge it. She has to leave out so much stuff of the really fucked up shit because at one point people would just disconnect because they don't want to hear how bad the world really is. Right. So they have to make it, she has to make it bad enough so they'll want to care and get passionate about it, but not too bad that they'll just want to just forget it even exists. You know, and she's talking about stuff where like people in the Middle East specifically, right, where girls get kidnapped, they get raped, then they go back to their fathers and or their families and their fathers disown them. Or they, their fathers killed them because they discri- they brought dishonor to their family because they're mm. now they're whores. Right. And they wasn't even like shit like that is fucked. Or how a lot of the slavers or slave trade, the women would get uh, traded or sold to British soldiers or American soldiers overseas for sex. Oh yeah, yeah. stuff like that. That gets really fucked up. Where oh, Americans don't want to hear that. That that our sacred troops, quote unquote, are uh, are uh, doing these fucked up shit overseas. No, you know they don't want to hear that. So you can't. So, so it's it like she she called it like you want to give them enough shit where it pisses you off and it makes you passionate about caring about this situation and so we can stop it, but not enough where you don't want to hear it anymore and you're just gonna forget it even existed, you know? Do yeah. you get desensitized to that? It's that subtle balance of how, how much information is too much information to where you stop caring because you're just done. That's why I think it's different, or than the point you were making. Maybe I'm, I'm or were you talking about a specific per, point of people where they they just. They don't see everything, or they get numb to it. Well, yeah, you know, like I guess there's like you know everybody has their threshold. Mm-hmm. As far I, I think it's just general. I think it's just uh, again part of human nature. You know, there's like you know the reality that we kind of build in our heads, and you know whenever we hear something that's just kind of like out of left field for us mm-hmm. because we haven't experienced it, you know stuff like that. That's like what the fuck. It's like kind of like this like standstill. Where, you know, we, there's like, you know, um, um, denial kicks in, you mm-hmm. know, denial yeah. kicks in. It's a defense mechanism. That's what it does. We don't want to believe that. So it's either just kind of like, uh, I'm just going to focus my attention on just whatever funny uh, means. Ostrich syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Head know. in the sand. If I can't thing, see right? it. Yeah, it doesn't exist, just, right? You know, yeah. uh, that's, like, that's what we do, you know, but uh, just, Obviously, it doesn't negate, you know, the things that are going on anywhere. But, uh... Fuck. What was the point I was trying to make? You were talking about, um... I forgot the point that I was trying to make. About, yeah, people getting too much information or seeing too much shit online. Yeah, and then, like, they don't know how to react to it because they're, they're not used to just... You know... Well, I think you were saying something about, um... How uh, they just disregard it. They don't want to... They see red is... Red, blue is... I don't know what you were talking about. Color, primary color. Oh, oh, oh it, uh, it was just kind of like, you know, just... Almost to the point where, you know... Damn, that's almost like very sociopath. Where it's just like... Like fridge, light, roof. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. just... They're barracudas. They're cudas. <laughs> they see a shiny light and they go towards that instead. But it's, it's just... um, like To the point where we could just kind of like swipe. And like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is funny. Oh, I like this. Like, yeah. You know, just something, you Who know. Who cares? Where... What's something to make you laugh? What's something that's sexy? Well, we don't have to, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, be stuck in, like, a, like, kind of situation. You but... know, I, I'm both ways about it because I, the other part of that is, like, people that do care and they do want to do something or get so passionate about it so they share it. 
like wow you did your part <laughs> like oh right there's that part too where people get so passionate about something that really is meaningless type of thing like bro you're you're getting so angry about the or fake angry i don't know if they're fake angry but a lot of the times like you're passionate about something just to tell people you're passionate about something but you're not gonna that's not even pa- what are they they call them uh, armchair sh- activists Dude, yeah but that's not, not gonna... even activism you're not doing anything you just gonna... like you like, just like touch your phone activist. for a little bit it's armchair activism didn't you see that that Louis C.K. spit when he was on SNL? Oh, which one? Oh, bro, it's fucking genius. I said it to you, but it's exactly what we're talking about. Where like he sees something and he's like, "Oh man, that's upsetting." So he ends up sharing it and then he feels good about himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that, that was like, the second time that he hosted. I that think was the so, second yeah. monologue. I think so, but it was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly like people feel. I remember uh, my friend. It was really funny, bro, because it was. Um, this was when France got attacked by terrorists or whatever. Oh, yeah. And people started, like, changing their filter to the French the French color. Oh, yeah. But yeah. in the French flag form, right? And it was Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> uh, my friend Ashley posted the picture, but it was Ralph Wiggum in the France colors. And she's and, and his quote was, like, look, I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> that That's was, pretty good. Shit, that shit was so funny, bro. <laughs> I thought I could have like, yes, that embodies everything about... Exactly, that's a, that's and, I, and I'm really, really like conflicted because spreading information always helps, right? But then information, yeah, like, no, but sharing shit it does help. There's a form of you know spreading the word, getting out there is, is the word. But the thing, I I think my biggest problem with people is like they do that, they share it, whatever, and then they sit back with their arms crossed and like, yeah, that's right, I did my part. Like, look, either you're passionate about something or you're not passionate about something. Mm-hmm. Either you're passionate about something and you want to go make a difference and you want to do something about it. Or you're fake passionate about something where you or you want people to think you are, so you share this information, so you're very, look at me. Oh, this way, this whole thing where, like, now girls will like me because they think I'm fucking, because <laughs> they think I'm fucking, uh, in, you know, the, of worldly and I know about yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're about so. that. You're quote-unquote woke. Yeah. Which is a phrase I fucking hate, man. I yeah, hate they're, um, that, whatever, that, whatever terminology you want to use, whatever you want to use, yeah, they, they, they're doing it for that reason. I'm not putting myself in their head. Look, I don't know if someone genuinely or that, but it, it seems more than likely they're doing it for the attention rather than for the actual passion or something. They're, it's very annoying, right? For whatever the situation, whatever they get, whatever the outrage, quote unquote, is, you're not doing shit about it. You're not doing anything right. about it. Just be. Re- and I'd pre- prefer that person to be like, I don't give a fuck. I'd prefer to hang out with that person that says, Oh yeah, uh, dogs are getting murdered, or whatever. I don't give. A- I don't really care. I don't- I'm more of a cat guy. Like, I respect that more <laughs> than someone who doesn't. Who are like, Oh fucking uh, animal rights activist and is all straight fuck just because he's trying to get pussy. Because most of the time, that's what it is, right? Because it's not even genuine. They're not doing it for... They're not pre- they're practicing what they preach, essentially. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get what you're saying. That's it's just... Um, but just like we were talking about earlier... Uh, before, um, at the beginning, where, you know, essentially everything that you do, at some it's point, selfish. it comes back to you, like, you it's know, selfish, there's some... It's selfish, I, I Dude, I... This is the same thing with these Mormons go door to door. I mean, I used to be one of you guys with the the Christian thing, right? Try, trying to uh, spread information to force of information. You know, I think that kind of thing. Not necessarily for information, but force like points of views. Forcing a point of view is different from having a conversation with somebody. You know what I mean? Right. You'd go s- actively seek out and then just look for arguments so you can counter them. And some of those. But why? Why? So much effort for something that's just pointless. <laughs> is a, you know, in the version of that with the 
door-to-door uh, evangelists, you know, uh, the cliches of Jehovah Witnesses or the Mormons, but everybody does a version of that. And then and now we're kind of in the current society with the, the diet trends, the workout trends. If I have to hear another CrossFitter, that's become a joke. Every, I try to find a crossfitter who doesn't want to talk about crossfitting. You know, it's become an actual meme or a joke. <laughs> and then, that, like, stop pressing your fucking bullshit. I mean, it's not bullshit if it's bullshit to you, if it means something to you. But let make it mean something to you and stop trying to express force those feelings down somebody else's throat. Right. You know? It's almost like you're trying to convince yourself that, yes, that's I, what do, it seems I still like. do believe this. So. Right, that's what it seems like, that you're Gotta trying to convince yourself on this. So, like, fuck. But that's the way it is with a lot of things. Not even just that, but just... Everything, every every aspect of whatever someone's passionate about, something, whatever it is, they want to throw it online, and they want to make it known that they believe this and they believe that. For- the crazy thing is, uh, not everybody sees it that way. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's cool, yeah, yeah. But if you can kind of like, you know, sift through the layers, it's like, no, they're just trying to convince themselves that that's the person that they, not maybe not that they are, but they that they want to be. It's it's morally righteousness, like self self righteousness. Morally self-righteousness where you think that your point of view is right and you're going to force that down somebody else's throat. You're literally making me look at your fucking Instagram now and see this bullshit. And it is so hard for me not to go like, Ugh, okay, uh, this is this and that. Oh, I don't want this person to hate me, so I'll ignore it. It's so <laughs> hard for me to ignore it when I don't when I want to clap back and like, look, <laughs> look here, you fucking retard. I don't want to say that, cause it, cause I oh no I don't want this person to hate me though no, right or that kind of thing. Uh, like the podcast is a perfect example, right? Because the podcast is something where you have to actively search for it to get it. Okay, you know sure. what I'm saying. Sure. So you don't have to force it down anyone's throat. It's there if you want it. It's there for the taking, as opposed to something where you're actively shoving something down someone's throat and, and you're just <laughs> like oh. Bro, it's the, you're, it, it's the virtual <laughs> version of knocking on my door when I'm trying to sleep at 9 a.m. You know, that kind not of bad. It's not the bad. virtual version of that. That's what it is. You, no, I'm not home, and I can't. But I can't unsee this. Where's that mute button? <laughs> We're gonna mute this fucking bitch. <laughs> Fuck you! Don't make me look at this crap of your of your bullshit. It's ungenuine. It's everything. Just sounds ungenuine. No matter how passionate you think you are about anything, it's at some point, it's the first self, like self-righteous. It yeah, just comes off ego self-righteous. Comes yeah, ego. Egotistic. Ego it's maniac. just you feeding yourself back into yourself. Oh, That's gross. what the ego does. And, and then hiding it behind morality is the worst part. That's where the self-righteousness comes, right? Right. You're hiding it behind morality because now we get into a moral ethics debate. Like, well, your morals are my morals, but my morals are right, and everybody else is wrong. I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, I, I love him. Oh, he's been our guest for a long time. But he has... I swear to God, I think he's homophobic, and he's. I keep constantly going back and forth with him on this thing. He doesn't see the connection between discrimination between his people and how it's how gay people have been discriminated against, and black people have too. It's not the same thing. I'm not saying it's the same who? thing. It is different. Black people and gay people. No, who are you talking about? Omar. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's this thing. I'm not putting him on blast, but he can defend himself because we've talked about this a long time when he's on the <laughs> when he's on the show. He's gonna come on probably next week. But there's like many times where like, bro, how do you not see there's similarities? I'm not saying it's the same thing. For what I, I'll give it to you, your people have suffered more. As if they, first of all, everybody's people, you know, suffered whatever quote unquote. First, I'm not even my people. You're not your people. We're individual portraits. <laughs> anyway, there's a whole other. Right, 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 so I'm trying to give the but he just cannot see the similarities between someone getting uh, persecuted for being the way they are, 
and be and that being unfair then somebody else, because he still thinks they choose to be this way if they do or don't it don't matter they are what they say they are or are how they act and then that doesn't mean that the other person can is allowed to discriminate it's just very very it's very upsetting i'm like god damn it how do you not see the hypocrisy in this like bro <laughs> god damn it you know that i don't know i don't know oh, man. it goes on for everything right i think just social media is easy to pick on and like to be fair like it's easy to pick on someone that's popular because they're popular and we can hate on uh, nitpick every little mistake they make or whatever the, the hell they do but but there's always like a, a non-judgment thing too where i want to bring it to this but i guess it really depends on my mood uh, my, my mood whether i'm judging or not judging but there's a non-judgment thing like a like an easy example is like the kardashians right they're easy targets they're fucking super popular and they're super rich mm-hmm. and they're easy targets to pick on for whatever little things they do that we disagree with right uh like the surgical like have you seen those like how they look before and after oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. night and day like you wouldn't even think that's the same they're even related <laughs> it's like oh my god and it's and it's it's because they're obsessed with superficiality right uh they're using surgery and la- how wrong is it to use surgery because they can they, they're rich enough and, and, and should we really blame them they, they're using money and surgery to look better is that something that's unfair? Would we do the same thing if we could? If we had the opportunity? Probably, right? Like, yeah, like, butt implants? Sure. sure. I don't yeah. why not. Yeah. Liposuction. All this badonka Whatever, you know. Uh, whatever we do to... We could have feel... And to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. What, why wouldn't we, you know, would we ask for... Look at, the, like, an extreme version is something that, like, uh, getting breast implants before you're even, like, completely grown, right? You like a teenager getting breast implant? Like, is that cool? I don't. I wouldn't do it. Obviously, is that like? But, no, it, like, but am I judging somebody else that has the option or opportunity to do that? Because what's another thing that we that happens with minors that get it to make look better? Like braces. Braces mm. is legit something that's you get surgically done or medically done, and it's to improve your look. There's obviously health reasons going on with the mouth, but for the most part. Like, you're uh, gonna want to look better. Body modification. Body, it's body mo- modification. You want to look better. You and you you and you get braces, and it's a long process, but you do it, and you get it done, and it's expensive. Uh, you know, anybody who's had them before knows it's expensive, but you do them and you get them done, and you look better and you feel more confident afterwards. How far away removed are we from that? From something like, like breast implants or liposuction or nose job, whatever it is that you want to pick that makes you feel better after you get the subject and you're doing it. How far away removed are we from that? But one's acceptable in society and the other isn't. You know what I mean? Think about no, like I that. get you. Uh, I want to say it was Chris Rock. And then makeup too. Makeup's another example. Wait, Wait, uh, are, to, are you to going on the uh, women better liars thing? That no, no, no. Ass. You ain't that tall. That ain't, yeah, yeah, that's pretty. I love that. I bit. love that one too. Yeah. He's still my favorite comedian. Uh-huh. But, um, no, um, there's this one where... Um, I forgot, like, what the whole setup was, but, like, you know, his thing was, you know, I don't I don't know if he said men or just people, but he was talking about, you know, fidelity. He said, like, I'll just say for, for the sake of the thing, it was just men. Like, men are as only as faithful as their options. You know, that's not, I mean, I know that's a Chris Rock joke, but yeah. that's an Oscar Wilde quote. Wait, which was uh, Oscar Wilde? Quote? Oscar Wilde quote: "Men are uh, um, old. Well, it pre- 
It was prefaces with old men want to cheat and can't, and young men want to stay faithful but cannot. And then it's like you're only as faithful as you are allowed to be. It was, but that's I know the joke you're referring to. Right. But it was I always remember like I wonder if Chris Rock ever read a picture of Dorian Gray and that's where he got it. From. Oh, maybe. And that's maybe, what I, yeah. I always wondered because it was you saying the same thing. But like, what you know, great minds think alike type of thing, right? Mm. But go ahead and finish the joke. Well, actually, like you said it. Uh, same thing with the uh, with the uh, Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Like people are only as good as society allows well, them to be. Yeah. It's almost like there's like this constant thing. There's there's never like a fine line it's between parent, just about anything. You it's know, parent programming we can never overcome. That's God all it really is. We're all slaves to it. Slaves to our parent programming. That's all it ever is, man. You know, it's just uh, people want to think we're more evolved than we are as animals, but. Are we really? Let's no, look, yeah, this, let's look at its core. Are we really that much more more evolved? But people don't do that. That's the the unfortunate part. Like animals don't either. So we are evolved. That never mind. I need to get my question. <laughs> I'm just joking. Goddamn. Mm. Feel like having breakfast with me. <laughs> cool pancakes. Yeah. No, but yeah, man. Um, like, if only wow. like you know people like. I mean, like any more than like you know, like a uh, animal on the street or you know, somebody you know parked next to me at the rest stop. And like I don't know what anybody's thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have to do something very deliberate for me to like. Oh, this guy obviously wants to run this person over. Well, like oh, that guy's helping like you know that lady cross the street. You know, like very overt actions to kind of like, you know. Um, like, instead of just, like, you know, trying to communicate, like, in some way where immediately you know what anything is happening anyway. Yeah. You know? Uh, fuck, where was I going with this? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Most drinking with a whole bottle of wine. We had to put Roscoe down earlier. Why? Uh, old age? He had a mass. I think a Duma. But he's pretty old, right? Oh, Ro- Roscoe's those dogs for everybody at home. The last one. Who was the last one? <clears throat> so, I mean, obviously, like, it would have been too much to fix. As a, you know, he was just old. It was just time to go with that thing. Well, it's not so much the age, but just, like, like the thing he had, it was, like, on his liver. It was, like, pushing his, like, guts and intestines off to the side. Yeah. Like, it was pretty bad. That is bad. It was, this was, like, a put him in an old yellow moment. Yeah. That's all I kept thinking. Like, where, what's his face is, like, yeah. he's about to... You know what I liked about, like, actually just, like, looking back on that scene, like, in my head? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it, I mean, it was a dramatic scene, but it wasn't, like, just the way it was portrayed. Where it was, uh, just, like, you didn't see him pointing the gun at the dog. You didn't see the dog when he did it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, the, the cameras pointed at, like, the kid. So you're looking at the kid's face, like, from an angle, and you're watching him, like, hold the gun. He's looking at the thing. And all you hear, like, you can barely hear him, but you hear the dog growling because he has rabies. That's why yeah. he has to put him down, you know. I, you know, I, I hadn't seen the movie since I was a kid. It was like nine years old. But I'll never forget. I mean, it's impactful for you, right? Dog is a man's best friend. So yeah. growing up, you have that bond. It's a special bond that you don't have with anything, uh, anything else. Definitely not an animal because I've had other pets, different animals. But nothing like a dog and your boy. Um, but I remember watching that movie. And obviously... I remember how fucked up it was that we couldn't do anything about it. Like, the dog got rabies saving the kid, you know? Oh, uh, the was it the pigs? Like, I, the wild I, boars I, or, ra- or something? Something rabid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was the boar. But, 
but you know the the dog got it saving the pig you know sa- i'm sorry saving the the kid from you know from getting eaten or or killed whatever and it's almost like a zombie virus type of thing right like where someone saves you but ends up getting the virus himself huh and then you have to put him down because Pretty he's a zombie martyrish guy. yeah it's absolutely a, it's well it's, it's self-sacrificial and <clears throat> there's nothing more pure than that than a dog giving his life loyalty to the end loyal as a dog is an expression right? right right but loyalty where like he's gonna get fucked up but he doesn't matter and he's but now that kid he saved has to kill him and it's it's i don't know heart it's heartbreaking i don't know it's, it's weird uh it's one of those it's ones. unforgettable for sure absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. always stays with me so when you did that earlier uh that was what you here for it or that you just happened and you heard about it no, 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 I was there for You went to the vet? Like, I, like that's when I hit you up. Like, hey, man, I gotta go to the vet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went straight from work. I thought you were meeting uh, a friend that's your veteran. That's what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, that's us now, right? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, no, yeah, it was that, uh, like... I was I was talking to uh, a buddy of mine who's, uh, not who you're thinking of, but his, uh, his dad died, right? Not not the, not the one you're thinking of, who is my friend, him. Uh, a, a different person, but this is about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and one like we we're having a conversation, and one of the other persons like uh, that was listening, that conversation was listening, and it was like, "Hey man, that's fucked up. Why were you saying that stuff? Like, you know, that is I work. I was like, I it's my way of comforting him, kind of thing, right? The because way people deal with grief, it's de- well, definitely have a dark sense of humor. Obviously, I'm not gonna shy, right, right, shy right. and I deal with death a little bit differently than a lot of people. It's just the way I deal with it. It's, my experiences have just shaped me in that kind of way. But anyways, his father passed and I was telling him like, dude, was, was he murdered? <laughs> and he was like, no, no, bro. But it caught him off guard. He started laughing about it. I was like, man, are you sure, bro? We should go investigate. <laughs> so then he, then he started laughing like what I'm like yeah man bro, fuck work let's go I'll get on a Sherlock Holmes hat let's go fucking check out the crime scene man like there's no crime scene man he just passed away to sleep there's no crime scene it was like I don't know bro sounds fishy to me what else happened was the window that... so I start going to this thing and he's just like laughing but kind of like so he starts doing shit like that and it's like what and I keep going for a, for for uh, uh, enough where it's not 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 funny but you know a good amount of time right I know how to where don't overdo it where it's like okay it's not funny anymore it's a good enough so I do it but afterwards the, the whatever the girl that was listening like why are you saying that that's fucked up like bro like you don't get it man yes it's fucked up but it's like a way for for me to help him deal like see bereavement you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. people process it differently see the humor in it you know and I'm helping him like obviously it's a horrible time obviously you know someone's parent just died it's horrible but I'm trying to get him just to have a little bit of a laugh right now you know just we'll deal with it later and he's like that's not funny like you shouldn't be like okay man like you know if you don't get it you can't get it you're not gonna get it you know this is just, and he's like I said, he's laughing. He's got a little bit of relief and helping through, you know, that kind of thing. That was just my go-to, you know, making, making light of a serious situation. Right, right, right. You know exactly. Yeah, 100%, I get that, that, kind of thing with the, with the, with the dog with, with Roscoe. Yeah, man, it sucks. It's horrible. I mean, we've all had to do that a few times in our lives, I'm sure, right? And it never gets any easier. Uh, never, 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 never. You know, he was suffering a lot, man. It was like, it was almost a relief, you know. Uh huh. Uh, just uh, better place. I think so, hundred yeah. percent. 
Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I, I think, like, he's probably, like, in a better spot than I am, right? You know what I'm saying? He's probably looking at you like, oh, I'm still alive? Fuck, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's like, I just think, like, a funny meme where, like, you know, we think we're above animals and then, like, somewhere else, like, they're just like, oh, we're the memes, you know what I'm saying? There's got to be some kind of social network up, you know, up in doggy heaven, bro, oh, yeah. where they're just like... <laughs> Not like farmers only? Yeah, I know, like something like that. <laughs> You know what they say, you know, like, we don't choose the dogs, the dogs choose us. You know? <laughs> Who says that? Dogs? <laughs> no, I heard it. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I think you, you made a point at some point or other where, um, like, you know, we think we domesticated them, but they actually mm-hmm. domesticated us. Like, yeah, and uh, that was a few episodes ago. But, yeah, I, I legit heard that about wolves and humans where wolves started coming around and, like, kind of showing humans, uh, yes, if you feed me, I will protect you type of thing, instead of the vice versa. Yeah. That's where, like, the whole uh, alpha male thing came from. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I forgot the guy's name. But, you know, he was, like, out, like, studying wolves in the wilderness. It was, like, back in, like, the 70s. And he wrote, like, a book about it, like, his observations. And um, that's where the whole, uh, the, the alpha male thing came into play, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, it was like that one guy and everybody follows him. Mm-hmm. But then like, I don't know how many years later, you know, he came back to do another, like a follow-up experiment. And uh, he discovered like, oh, that's not an alpha male. That's just like the dad and his family. He was just protecting mm-hmm. them. So he had like this whole, like, you know, this whole thing, you know, based around like, just like this uh, false misconception. Uh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then he like wrote another book about it. Like, oh, you know, like, oh, that was like, you know, trying to discredit himself. He did the Stephen Hawking thing, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, the uh, proof that God was real. And then he proves that it doesn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, who did that? Who else did that? Uh, I did that. What, disprove it? Oh, no, I just write something, like, like a thesis or something, and you wholeheartedly go in, full proof, and like a few years later, like, oh yeah, that is bullshit, you know, because of this, you know. That's all, that's all, that's when I was like, you know, a teenager, you know. I yeah, like yeah. Sort of I was 19 when I was in college. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, of course. Now I'm 29. Like, yeah, way different, you know, experience. Should be doing that, right? You're, if your books are the same shit every year, why would everybody want to buy your books? Uh, <clears throat> Twilight. <laughs> I hope they're fucking different. Hey, man, I like those movies. I'll say that. <laughs> I didn't watch all of them, but I, I like the soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The soundtracks are great. Yeah, but we were saying about the alpha male thing. The uh, oh yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Wrote the book. You know, like um, he's the one who kind of like pretty much like stipulated everything that we know about like the alpha male. Like there's like like that top dog. He has to be like you know the head of the clan or whatever. But that is a real thing. I mean, that's um, maybe not to the point of how what people have taken from that. But there is a real thing to the. It's more of a likability thing, right? So whoever, because. Uh, because there is a thing where, like, a certain amount of confidence makes you want to follow somebody, guy. Really, like, it's the expression. It's not an expression, but uh, it's a quote from a movie. But he's an uncompromisable man. And uncompromisable men are easy to follow. You want to follow someone who's uncompromising because that's who you want to be. Uh, it's from Braveheart. But mm. when he's trying to tell him the difference between a warrior and, and, a, and a lord. You know, lord, we're supposed to deal with things... In a distinguished manner, in a, in a discuss, you know, with discussions and conversations, and you can't just go in there and take everything like Lord wise. That's not the way it works, right? He's he's uh, the dad of Bruce, uh, Robert the Bruce is trying to tell him, and and he's trying to argue with uh, him about because he's friends with William Wallace, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of historical fiction in that movie, but I'm just talking about the actual movie and <laughs> the lot. points and the points from the actual movie, right? 
and that's what he's trying to tell him like look he's an uncompromising man and uncompromising are easy to follow you can't be that way you're supposed to discuss things as gentlemen as lords you know with the king that's how you make deals you know the right way that's just you know the gentleman or the lordship way or whatever they want to call the night way whatever you want to call it right and it, and it but that's a real thing like if someone that's a uh, no-nonsense take charge has all the confidence in the world you're gonna want to follow that guy you know because you in reality you want to be that guy you want to be that guy that has not gonna take shit from nobody and that kind of thing. So if you're with someone who's like that, it, it is a little bit that rose off to you. I mean, whether it's we call sensual, it whether we yeah. call it alpha male or not, that's irrelevant, you know, because then it becomes a whole theory like that we can discredit. But it, it's takes, a real it thing. takes it to like this other like level, but essentially right. it's just a, but, like a survivalism thing. Oh, you know? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Self-preservation and survival. Absolutely, that's what it comes down to. Absolutely, and that's not what like it goes down. That necessarily mm-hmm. no, but that's what it trickles down to, and that breeds off to breeding with women, right? They're going to see the same thing. They see a strong, confident man. Well, they want their kids subconsciously. Obviously, everything is right, but they want that, so that's where they become more attracted to that person or whatever. The you know, it's almost like you know, like when you want to break it down, like you have to like stop and think about like why you do or want the things you want or don't want. You know, mm-hmm. but not everybody like is again, it's it's instinctual, like it just happens and happens, like. Uh, I think it'd be pretty cool, like, if everybody just kind of took a break every now and then, mm-hmm. like, why, like, oh, fuck, why did I just do this, or why didn't I do that, you know? I think that's probably the number one problem, like, I'm not that guy that's pointing fingers, but if I see that as, as my fingers pointing fingers, like uh, <laughs> the number one thing that's problem with society, with people in general, with the world, whether whatever country you live in, is self-reflection. I don't think there's enough self-reflection going on where we don't have, we don't, we can't apply critical thinking to ourselves. It's Unless easy. it's a selfie. I mean, that's as bad as the uh, woke, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Selfies and woke, yeah. put them in the <laughs> same boat, bro. Uh, if you're a guy and you're taking a selfie, mm, I put you on a whole Ugh. different level. Man. Girls can get away with it because they're hot and they're pretty, whatever. Pretty much. But but guys taking selfies, they're, you know why it is? I think it's, it's a feminine feature. And in, I hate feminism, fe- anything feminine in, a ma- in something that's supposed to be masculine. So a feminine feature, which is vanity, shouldn't ride over to a masculine feature. Because hmm. men are supposed to be prideful. It's supposed to be. These are all quotes. I'm not saying what they're supposed to be. I'm no, no, he it said it. He said it. It's on Twitter. Right? Uh, yeah, I said it. So men are supposed to be prideful and women are supposed to be van, uh, vain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a race. Yep. Sure, go ahead. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so, so uh, like a selfie is vanity. 100%, right? A Definitely. Of vanity. So when a guy does it, it's like even more, like a girls are allowed to be vain. It's a bad, it's a bad, don't get me wrong, it's a bad thing. You shouldn't be vain and, you know, like, vanity is a bad thing to be. But if a girl, you can get away with it because you're allowed to be vain. Yeah. Why are they allowed to be vain? You ever hear this, um, do you ever read a picture of Dorian Gray? I'm always recommending it to you. It's my favorite book of all time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a quote on there where he says, uh, women are like canvases and men are like books. So women, their beauty is all on the outside, and then uh, uh, men, they're 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 more interesting from their stories. So it had some, I'm fucking butchering the so fuck out of this. So misogynistic. I'm butcher, well, coming from him, he's allowed to be, I guess, because oh, he's cause very he rare. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, how dare you? He was bi, bro. How dare you? He was bi. But you're, uh, but yeah. So basically, like for for men, their lives are or in their faces are more like books or novels. Their li- their stories are written on the lines on their face. But for women, they're canvas. So the more lines you see, the the more the painting is ruined. Hmm. It, it was something to do with that. But it was very interesting. interesting. It was very very interesting. So that's why I think 
men are you can't be vain and be a guy you can be prideful and be a guy and you will and that's a that's bad too but we will let you get away with that you know what i'm saying <laughs> just like a woman you can be vain and be a woman that's bad too but we'll let you get away with it because you are hot so get, go ahead girl go with it it's kind of the same thing with social media like if you're hot enough you get enough followers you know like Wait, I think we've had this this uh, discussion before where, like, girls just, like, say whatever the fuck they want. It's stupidest shit ever. But nobody ever calls them on it. I call them on it. No, no, I know you, but, like, nobody. Like, generalization. Oh, yeah, generalization. Yes, absolutely. You know? yes, sorry. But uh, just, like, in the same age, it kind of translates to the same thing. You know, um, they just get it just because, like, nobody's ever challenged that. They don't know what that... Um, what that uh, opposition is like. It's gotta be rough. If you're not attractive... Okay, so... Basically, there's two things, right? If you're a guy, you gotta be funny. If you're a girl, you gotta be hot. Uh, unless you're a handsome guy, but even handsome guys is like a ill. Like, a, why are you handsome and you're a guy? <laughs> you know, like, you shouldn't be a pretty guy. What the fuck? That's why I always thought that about whatever. And, uh, and then please let there be more funnier women. You know, like, I wish that. But if you're a, an ugly girl, that's gotta be rough because then you should have a better personality. But what if you don't have a personality or looks? That's gotta be that's gonna be double rough. Hmm. And the same thing for a guy. Or right? money, or fame. The same guys. thing for a guy, right? If you're not attractive, and you're not funny, so you have zero personality. Like, oh man, what's what's happening? Like, you have to have some kind of aspect that makes you beneficial to mankind. Intelligence, uh, comedy, attractiveness, anything. If you don't have any of these, like, oh man, like, but like, just go kill yourself. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, like perception's the whole thing. Like, I saw this, uh, this like special Twilight on TV. Zone? Oh, okay. oh, I wish I feel like Twilight. I haven't seen the new ones with uh, Jordan Peele. Me neither, but I want to. So Maybe in the quarantine out. time. I what yeah, are you I'm about. working. I'm working. I'm not even getting quarantine yet. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still gonna be. I'll probably be watching it at work. Nobody's gonna be there. Shit. Nice. Oh, what the fuck point was I trying to make? What did I say? Uh, you saw this Inception type movie? Oh, no, no, it was a, it was a, uh, documentary. Okay. Just, like, human sexuality and the interactions of, like, courtship and all these different things. Really good. There was a segment that they had where, you know, they had, uh, they had, like, you know, like, that, uh, it was, like, a girl, like, in a, you know, like, in front of a, like, a, a camera or whatever like on the street like oh oh we're right here you know like Times square or whatever we're interviewing people like one of those you know and like the whole premise was you know they were gonna be holding out these like bit like cutout cards and it would show like uh pictures of like these different kinds of guys you know they look different you know like uh pictures and then like on these other cutouts it was just uh like stats almost mm-hmm. Like, one was bartender, one was, like, you know, like, CEO of whatever. One was, like, oh, this guy was at a coffee shop or whatever. And it was, uh, they kind of flipped them around, you know, with, like, uh, like, they didn't kind of coincide with, like, the pictures on the other end. It's like, this guy looked like this, but he got this car, like, mm-hmm. he could be, like, the hottest guy in the world, but, like, only he works at a coffee shop. Right, 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 right. And they were going down the street, you know, and they were talking to different, different girls, you know. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, what do you think about this guy? You know, they would show, like, the picture. It's like, oh, he's cute, you know. Mm-hmm. Then show the stats, you know, like he was very attractive, but um, it showed uh, like More oh, information, right? um, you know, he he like he works at Costco, you know, he makes a kind of decent living. Yeah. You know? I was like, oh, mm-hmm. he's okay. He's he's not my type or whatever. You okay. know, I was kind of yeah. give him the brush off. 
then you know there would be this other girl you know they show him like the picture of like like a super nerdy looking guy like uh, no contest like you know he's obviously a bad guy you know mm -hmm. he, he got picked last at dodgeball you know, mm -hmm. you know they're showing that picture of like, oh, someone that looks like me right i got you what i got glasses what are you telling me but you know like they were showing pictures like oh like uh, i don't know I was like, oh, he owns, like, this Fortune 500 company, you know, this and that. Mm. So, you know what, now that I think about it, he's kind of cute, you know, like, <laughs> it, it was, it's, uh, you know, very uh, opportunist. I guess it's way. all, like, from what you're saying, just from the thing, uh, fascinating, like, human experiment, right? But, yeah, exactly. It's very interesting, you know, just the way it works. But I guess it's all about walls being built and walls being overcome. Hmm. Right, so that you, so someone who's not as attractive right away has this wall already built that you have to get over, and that's where the success around his life comes through. Right, so you get over that wall, like, oh, it's cool. Because at the core of each person, there's someone that somebody's gonna love them, right? Somebody, you know, for everybody, there's that guy, right? But you just have to get through these walls of of your own personal set of standards that you've built over the years. So you're you, if you're that kind of girl that looks are important to you, you have to get over that wall for someone who doesn't have those looks. For you to find that person that you're going to relate to if you're the kind of girl who looks are, are very easy like to get through but there's a bunch of other stuff well now the walls oh he's great so let me go there oh shit this stuff the wall just got i built this wall now for him because now i'm blocking him off right i don't care how good looking he is he doesn't have the other stuff that's in this system. it's very internalized absolutely but, you know definitely. Yeah. like i remember it was a uh... real quick is that the oh i'm sorry go ahead you remember what no no go ahead you remember what? i don't want you to lose your tra train of thought <laughs> Um, it was a, I want to say it was a Lie to Me episode, mm -hmm. where, uh, like, there's this, like, rich dude, like, this, like, multi-millionaire guy, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I want to let, you know, like, you know, I'm about to get married, I got my fiance, but I want to, I want you to, uh, you know, figure out if, you know, like, let me know if she's, like, marrying me for me, or marrying for me for my money, that type of thing, and, like, I don't remember the whole episode, but at the end of the episode, you know, it was just, like, you know, you can't really tell the difference between, like, you trying to, you know, uh, uh, what do you call that? That's not compartmentalization, it's just, uh, like, could you apply the same thing for, like, a girl wanting you for you, just for you wanting a girl just because she's beautiful? That's funny, I was just about to bring that point up before you thought that, yeah. You know, I wonder if it's the same for God, that was saying, the guy, what's... Like, it's probably the same, right? We have those same walls, but what are the walls for us? You know, like, if it's a really, really hot girl, but she's, she's super racist, would we, like, let's meet, let me just fuck her for a little bit, then, like, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't marry her, but I'm gonna, you know, let's continue this for a little bit long. She is that hot, you know, that kind of thing. It's right? kind of one of those things you take it, like, literally, like, minute by minute. Our like, walls oh, are a okay. lot more, like, well, we can overcome these that these like barriers, whatever. Like, it's almost reactionary. It's just like, oh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's over next week. Like, Nothing we'll to settle just... down for sure, but there's definitely like, well, you won't. It's not an immediate deal breaker, right? For guys, the standards are so much lower, right? especially if they're attractive, deal. especially if they're hot. And how depending bad... on how you grew up, too, you know. Like... How bad does a hot girl have to be though for you to for something you disagree with? Whatever, however you grew up, it doesn't matter. Like something that doesn't agree with you, but how hot does she have to be for you to be like? immediately icebreaker before you get a chance to fuck her oh man 
Like, it, like if hotness is no thing because she's like hot regardless. Well, no, she's stunning, right? No matter how you grow, it's something that disagrees with you completely. Whether it's racism, whether it's whatever her ideas on on certain things, on animals, on whatever it is that just like. I mean, shit. is she mean? Like, yeah, let's say that mean to the waiters, oh, mean to mean okay. to the help type hey, of thing, no, right? No, no. It's bad, but we're, we're still I'm gonna focused. go use the restroom and I'm gonna climb up through the window. That's fine. Is that one of those that's deal breaker? No matter how hot she is, you wouldn't even like. Let's say she's gonna sleep with you if you finish a date, but you start being like fucked up to the waiters, and you're like, "Fuck, I know there's not gonna be a second date, but should I still finish this one? You know that kind of thing. Like, should I still fuck her though? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably we should probably still do it. I mean, I think I would, to be honest. No, I'm, oh. I'm being real. I've had actually the situation, a very similar situation. Back in the day, of course, but yeah. where it was a very, very attractive girl that was, for whatever reason, into me. I don't know why, but she was into me. And there was a, a how do I say this without sounding fucking like a like an asshole? She just wasn't that uh, smart, you know. She was kind of dumb, to be real. She was just no, I, so we just I couldn't have. There was no mental connection. There's no intellectual connection. Everything that I would try to say or have a conversation with about was just... It ended up becoming me explaining stuff, which I, I hate. I'm sorry, Roy. No, no. I just wanted to, like, comment yeah. on that, too. Like, uh, what would you guys talk about? It was hard. It was... I mean, it was... Whenever I'd bring up any kind of film that I was really into... Uh, I think at the time, Requiem for a Dream had just come out. Oh, um, nice. And I was like, oh, Darren, I was telling her, oh, this is Darren Nervous' second film. It's so good. It's first one, Python record. I'm trying to talk to her about it, and she's like, oh, I haven't heard of it. Oh. I was like, do you want to watch it? We tried watching it, and it wasn't happening. She's like, it's a black and white movie? Uh, well, that was <laughs> back in the day, too. Like, age-wise, mm-hmm. anyway. Not so much like When I was a teenager, was, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. But I would just say that st- it still doesn't apply because there's other girls that had seen the film or other girls who would like enjoy the film. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it, I'd be calling it a back in the day thing just because we were young. I'm just, if you're gonna have well, that that, that's what I meant. Like back in the day, like just uh, back in the day. If you're gonna have that mentality, you're gonna have that mentality. I mean, she didn't even really like Kevin Smith films. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, oh man, I don't know. If I'm... But what about now? Is there like a reference point? I don't know. I've ever seen her. Like... I've only seen her. I ran into Target on her a few years ago. It was awkward. Hmm. Well, I'm, what my point was, like, that was a deal breaker for me. Right, right. She was beautiful, but I just couldn't have a, a conversation with her. And maybe it's not an intelligence thing, right? It just thinks she wasn't interested in stuff that I thought was, at the time, um, uh, like, quirky or independent. You know, and I, I found any films would be something like, oh, yeah, maybe smarter people like this type of films, right? That's, that's bad on my part, too, especially at the time. But whatever reason it was, I just couldn't connect with her on an intellectual level or a mental level. It just wasn't happening. Oh, that's very crucial. It wasn't that happening. Was and it made my penis soft, to be real. Like, oh, man, <laughs> this sucks. Like, I can't get it. I just, just... It was disappointing. Yeah. And it was a deal breaker for me. I was like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah. I wish you were... I wish you was racist. You know? Instead. You know? Because I could have dealt with that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like... <laughs> we'll deal with this. Let's do this. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll pull through. I ain't bringing you home to meet mama, but yeah, I can deal with this. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. What's a deal breaker for you? Man. And when I think of deal breaker, I think of like, what's a deal maker? Like, you know, like a girl that could bring here to the podcast, you know, just, um, what do they call it? Just like somebody that can challenge you, right? But I mean, anybody can challenge you just like on a day to day basis, but it doesn't make them like wifey status, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Well, like, uh, like I've only had, like, really one person that, like, kind of, like, makes me think of things, like, in a whole other way, like, even if I'm not expecting it, you know? But I'm, not, I'm you know, I mean, yeah. you're not attracted to me. <laughs> Stop doing what I had in my head, man. <laughs> I'm flattered, slow, but come on. Uh, baby, it is what it is, you know? That's how no, do. I'm sorry, go ahead, continue. Continue your joke. <laughs> It wasn't really a joke. It was no, it's from Boondock Saints. What? Uh, what? You ever seen it? Oh, uh, part one. Was that part one? Yeah. Well, Rocco is like, oh, I'm not funny. He's trying to get the guy to tell him. <laughs> he's like, I'm not funny today. I'm sorry. And then the boss is like, puts the sandwich on. <laughs> Continue your joke. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good shit, man. Yeah, not bad. Pretty good shit. No, but uh, yeah, you're saying sorry. There's one person that challenges you, whatever. Uh, um, uh, Dummy. Oh, sure, yeah. Dummy's always been, like, yeah. I don't even know why, like, you know, she's just, uh, through the years, like, I've known her, I don't know how, like, decade, decade and a half, almost, mm-hmm. two, man, like, it's just, like, you know, like, there's always that, well, I want to say there's always that one person, but it's not always, always, you know, mm-hmm. but she's always been that person to me, you know, just, just the way she is and the ways, like, oh, like, Something, something, so something, but it's like, oh shit! Like, it, it just catches me off guard. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she reminds me. Of, do you ever see High Fidelity? Right, of course. Okay, so remember Charlie, Captain yes. Jones' character? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Very okay. Very similar situation where that kind of thing, that kind of mentality, made me think of that. Um, where you kind of give someone so much leeway when you're younger and then you have a different realization when you're older. True. You know what I mean? I remember because, like, yeah. there's that one... You know Charlie uh... talk shit. Just so much <laughs> shit came out of her. And it was all just, like, I didn't even realize it. I don't know what it was. You know, that kind of thing. That's what it kind of made me think of, that whole thing, you yeah. know? You know uh, Zoe Kroetz? Uh, yeah, Kravitz, Kravitz, yeah. Oh yeah, new show, High Fidelity. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I want like, to. It, uh, it's kind of cool same. that that connection, right? The the because Lisa connection. Bonet was right in there yes, also. Yes, yes, yes. So absolutely. I'm just thinking like, oh man, so it's has to be kind of on par with that. But yes. like, I'm actually scared too because I want it to be good. Same. So same. I'm scared to like jump into it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that scene kind of reminds me of that whole thing, like where you have someone kind of high up where you remember them, and then you come back a few years later, and you get to realize like, oh, how disappointing. Well, yeah, but like you know, I've known her for years, and I've had like I didn't that make her year in. No, yeah, yeah, I have my own version of that, and, and then it made me think of that, where I come back to it afterwards, and it was just like, oh wow, this isn't what it was when I when I left, and it's mostly because I'm not who I was when I left. And that's right? a good thing. Yes, that's absolutely, a good thing. absolutely, absolutely, it is kind of evolved, and it's a sad thing when they are still that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, she's good. She's she's doing her own thing. I think that's that's like a good thing where. Goddamn. Drunk as shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Where you can kind of like, you know, wherever you're at in life, you kind of like stop and look around and be like, either you can be like, oh shit, this is where I want it to be, or you know, I'm not there yet, or I'm fucking up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she was able to do kind of like uh, this in between from all that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, I, honestly, you know, uh, like, 
we would always go see movies, like, mm-hmm. you know, the arc. Like, you know, I told you I saw, I met a Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, I remember. You know, like, it's a, what the fuck, what did we go see? I don't know if it was Her or Inception or Revenant, one of those. I think it was Fast and Furious 8. That's what you told me, you told me you wanted to go see that. Hobbs and Shaw, and you ran to Jason Schwartzman there. Well, I tried to apply for, uh, John, uh, oh. Huh? No. I lost it. <laughs> I fucking lost it, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> what were we saying? However, um, did you bring it back? I'm like, I think we're gonna end this. Uh, let's cut it to the end. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about me and Jason Schwartzman, but forgot what movie you went to go see. Yeah, I don't remember the movie. I just remember walking out. It was the day after New Year's. And, um. Like, I was drinking even before because I crashed over at Delmi's bed. Sure, yeah. You know, and, like, I remember going outside. I don't remember why. And a couple of roommates, they were outside. They were like, hey, hey, hey. Say what? I'm like, hey man, uh, come over and have a drink with us. They're making—I don't know what they call them, like apple cider whiskey, yeah, something. That's you know. yeah. It was delicious. Yeah, it was amazing. It's like, sure, okay, I'll, I'll have have one, you know. Like yeah. Those, you know. So I remember, I took one, and then I don't know whatever else I took. At some point in the day, she was just like, hey, we got tickets to go see the movie, and I was like, all right, yeah, no worries. I was probably either drunk or asleep at some point in between. But just I remember, like, going to watch the movie and, like, waking up because, like, she was, like, nudging me, like, hey, we gotta go. Wake up, wake up. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And I'm just like... You fell asleep during Fast and Furious 7, bro? Yeah. It wasn't too furious. And I'm all about that furious style. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you have a Vin Diesel tattoo? 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 T-A-T-U? It says, uh, you live your life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> That's my gas tank, man. I don't know. No, that was my gas tank. Uh, my friend Serna, uh, back in the day, uh, from Iraq, whatever, um, I still talk to him online, but and we'll see each other once a year for the birthday. No, oh, yeah, yeah. But he looks—he's—he's he's a you know—he's a big guy, but not big. He's a fat guy, I'll be honest. But he looks like Vin Diesel, so we always used to tell him like, "Hey, sir, do you live your life a quarter pounder at a time?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. That's what he should have. Alright, bro, let's cut it off. Uh, this is a cool little uh, quarantine episode. I hope you guys like it. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, quarantine's over, but we never know. I don't know. It looks like it's going to be for at least uh, a month or two, right? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what's up. Well, I just saw that, um, like, initially.